I guess I'll just call it Max White Presents. Max White, everyone! Yes, okay, we're live. Are you good over there, Dave? We're here? good. We're here. live. Oh my God, we're here. Max White Presents, a uh, very special guest tonight. This has been a long time coming, and I'm so excited for it. Uh, oh man, I'm really excited just to announce this. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, my guest tonight is Mr. Dave Coyne. How's it going, Dave? It is awesome, man. As yeah. I said earlier, like just just hang out with like an hour talking to you. Hell yeah, dude! Let's it's do so this. nice to see you, and thank you so much for doing this. Uh, how are you doing? How are you doing for COVID and everything? Oh uh, wow, it's been a you know a year, I guess, of uh, really just kind of like losing everything. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. And now it's just it's time for you know at the same time rebirth in in that. So. Uh, I'd say I'm good. I mean, I really like, I don't want to complain because I, I mean, it's been a hell of a year. 2020 was a hell of a year, but you know, I, I feel like everything's in the past and we just keep moving. Yeah. You know, and that's definitely, I love that. You're that's how a, you do it. You got to be positive. I love that. And you're in Columbus right now, right? Oh uh, yeah. Been in Columbus now for like almost 11 years. Maybe twelve. I so I don't. I don't actually know where I want to start with this. I, I want to go through the trip, but I. Uh, I. I. I have a confession. <laughs> I. Uh, I put on my story asking for stories from other people to 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 DM me, and I blocked you so you couldn't see it. <laughs> on my story. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I okay. talked to a bunch of friends, mutual friends of ours, to hit me up with like the. I love these stories. They're really fun. Um. But I, I didn't want to start on uh, without telling you the truth. Um, I will say this: uh, I met you in Cincinnati years ago through our mutual friend Ali yes. Kalis. Uh, have you seen Ali? Yes. Oh, Ali? No, man. Uh, it's definitely been a year without seeing yeah, him with with COVID. And but everything. I mean, we were in touch. Like you know, what I mean, we like recently kind of, kind of just you know have have had some really long conversations again, and like you know, it's like represent my homeboy all day. Like, dude, I mean, he's the best. We, yeah. And it's so funny because yeah. I, I messaged him and I wrote him. I was like, "Hey, uh, I want to like I, I want to have some like words and stories from Dave's friends, and I'm not going to tell him." And Ali's like, "I can't do my boy like that. <laughs> he was just iron cold, homie. Like he's like he's like nah." <laughs> and I was like, "Fair enough. <laughs> I should have been more expressive with how I wrote that." Um, so let's take it. Let's go back. Let's. I, I, I'm I'm such a fan of you, Dave. Before I even got to meet and skate with you, uh, so originally from wow. um, I got the inside. <laughs> We're from um, is it Bridge? Bridgeport. Yeah, Bridgeport, Ohio, which is Ohio, the, the shadow of Wheeling, West Virginia, right? Yep. So from is. can I? Um, so another mutual friend of ours, OJ Hayes, who gave me a, a bunch of good stuff. He was saying that you can see his house in West Virginia. <laughs> From where you're from, yeah. I mean, I'm it, from the hills, man. Yeah, and then he can see yours as well. It's like a vice versa. So yeah, it's a valley, like you know. Yeah. So OJ Hayes, mutual friends, like awesome artist, skateboarder, lives in Chicago now. Yeah, totally. So well, I'm, OJ. I'm just gonna go like day one. What made you start skateboarding, and when? Do you remember the year or what? Put it in context. Well, I mean, I could say you know I, I thought skateboarding was cool. Maybe like gleaming the cube or like you know uh, yeah. when. Marty McFly, you know, did his thing like, you know, Michael J. Fox back in those movies. And then it, I remember I got a Volterra. I think it was my first thing was a, a Volterra King Cobra. That was my first board. Yeah. Had it for a couple months, you know, and then just kind of put it away for like a year or two. And, you know, it was just something that I never really took to. I thought I'd like bikes more. Okay. And this is maybe like, you know, between 11 and 13. 
And so one day I saw a buddy down the street just with a real board. And I was like, oh, shit, look how he's moving. Like, that's like sick. And I don't know, he was just kind of a this dude, Joe Barry. I, I kind of like, you know, idolized him, I guess, like growing up because he came. And then this other dude like Kevin Crayhill came into my life. And we, you know, they just they showed me skateboarding like the like, you know, fucking hocus pocus and all the crazy videos, the GNS footage. Like I just saw all these things and fell in love with just like the music and the just the movement. I mean, it's energy. It's positive energy. Now, do you remember? So, <laughs> I fell in love so with it. was that, so when you first got like, when you saw Hocus Pocus, obviously pre-internet, pre-everything, was there a skate shop near you? Cause uh, where, where do you oh, even see God, Hocus no. Pocus? Uh, videotapes. Someone had dubbed it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like on an old VCR VHS tape and, we i don't know i because the only other video i'd ever seen was at a bike shop there was a bike shop that used to carry skateboards back in the day okay. called quick service i think and uh like i think you could rent like animal chin and like propaganda i think maybe yes. ban this like they had more of like the whole pal thing and like that was cool but i didn't quite i don't know like understand it as much then when, but then i saw like hocus pocus and fucking gns footage and it was just like oh there's the that's it. Like, I don't know, man. Yeah. I love those fucking videos. Now, like, paint <laughs> the picture in terms of, like, being from Hills, West Virginia, like, Eastern Ohio area. Um, what is, like, like, what's the spot that you grew up skating? Is this, like, a parking lot? Like, like you know, parking blocks? Mm. Uh, some street gaps? What, what, like, paint the well, picture. I, I mean, I don't know where you started. I grew up kind of more rural, I guess. Like, I lived on a hill that, you know, it's like, I, to go to any spots, I had to skate down this giant crazy hill okay. or walk through the woods. And then, uh, you know, the streets were rough. It wasn't, I, I wouldn't say we grew up skating like ledges and shit like they have nowadays or like, you know, I, I remember I like stairs and jumping off things. So I would find like, I don't know, this like little porch. I remember where it was a Knights of Columbus and it had this perfect little brick stair porch. You could just ollie off of or do tricks. And I don't know, that was my spot. Like, I don't know, just weird. Like, God, it's, it, it's such a weird terrain. I mean, there were, it was a great time because like we did have this one place called the civic center and it had like eight stairs, 12 stairs, sixes and sixes. It was, Oh, it was amazing. And then other than that though, we had wood benches. I mean, it was, man, it's, it's a really rough little area too. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if you've never been there and I did see a little bit of it in a good time, but right now it's kind of hurting and but I still love to go back there and like find all these little hidden gems. Like it's, it's full so of pockets. And so that was going up until like what age? And then you were like local ripper in that area. Uh, and then when was like your first exposure to skating in a bigger city or a bigger scene? Did you go straight out West or did you go over to like Columbus and skate no. the parks or Cincinnati or Cleveland? You know, we'd come to Dodge and I mean, coming up to skate Sunsports. Like, you know what I mean? Like there was Sunsports in Columbus and that was like, you know, we'd come up here in winter and whatever and try to skate that. Yeah. And then we also had Pittsburgh. So it was like a lot of Pittsburgh, you know, like Bridgeville to like Aliquippa DJ's park. Uh, shady skates like you know there were parks that we'd go to like there and i mean of course the streets like i mean i always feel like i was always more drawn to like you know i guess the architecture and like you know things to jump off of so i i don't know i, I like pittsburgh i remember that was a big thing growing up and then columbus was second biggest city i'd probably ever been growing up went to chicago once as a kid and then uh yeah that was it i'd never been anywhere and then i was like i'm going to san diego what was it like for you? Like make you're making the best out of the spots that you have available where you're from, like rural spots, rough spots. And then you go to a big city for you. Was it like overload or was it like, look at all these opportunities, maybe a mix of both or. 
Oh, I'm sure it was like definitely a mix of both. I mean, you know, just more things to be creative with and then, you know, just scarier things, you know what I mean? Because there would yeah. always be like a bigger and crazier handrail in, down Pittsburgh than there was like growing up in our hometown or, um, I don't know, just, yeah, it's just endless. I mean, I, I couldn't really say like yeah, both. It was really a lot of both. So you, you go through that, and then at what age did you move out west? I was 19. Yeah. 19? I remember I, I started – oh, yeah, I went to school in Akron, Ohio. Okay. I, I tried college for a little bit, and uh, it was just kind of – it was it was terrible. I mean, it was colder than Akron, and I never wanted to be in my life. So, you know, I got out of there. We just decided to get on a bus and go out to, like, San Diego. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I was 19. And I just really didn't know what else to do. I mean, it was just like, I mean, I, I could stay and go do the college thing and just live that kind of party life or whatever life I would have had. I don't know. But I just was like, man, skateboarding is it. And I got to go west if I want to do anything with it. Now, when you grabbed the bus, like, did you know anyone? Because you went to San Diego, right? Right. Did you Dude, know I, man, I really, I mean, I knew Chad Knight a little bit from like, yeah. you know, growing up in Ohio and like, mm-hmm skating at Sunsport because he was amazing, did amazing things there. And like from Woodward camp back in the day, like I went there as a kid. Oh, and okay. There. Uh, yeah. And dude, you know, what's crazy is like, I was going to send you this, uh, you know, I've been writing like all this stuff out and I have, I should have like sent this to you because man, that we could have like gone way further down the rabbit hole. Oh no, uh, dude, no, we'll, yeah, do I knew him. we'll do another follow up and we'll go okay. even deeper. I'm so psyched on this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, dude. Um, but yeah, I knew Chad a little bit, so I was like, and you know, he was going through like just turning pro and like seven steps to heaven had just come out. So um I I just you know started sending him a letter here and there and be like, you know, kind of try to get him on the phone sometimes and be like, Hey, do you think it's cool if I could crash there for two weeks? Like I want to get out west. And eventually somehow I got an okay and I was like, fuck yeah. And uh I went and it all went wrong, <laughs> but turned out awesome wait what went Anyways. wrong break, break that down dave like what well, like- that, that's the thing is like um like the minute i got on the bus you know i got to chicago had this bag full of my all the things i thought i was going to need and i'm getting on this other bus in chicago and as we're driving away i'm looking at my fucking bag on the terminal like just sitting there and i'm like they didn't get my what about my bag and they're like it'll follow behind on another bus never saw the shit again in my life never yeah. got any compensation for it like yeah, like I ended up in San Diego with a backpack, probably like some gay ass Jansport, like purple backpack and like a tape, you know, fucking headphones with a tape recorder and a skateboard, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's just, I, it, yeah. In retrospect, was, is that it, was that a blessing in disguise or do you still want your shit back? Oh, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, I got it back 10 times, yeah. uh, you know, a fold. Like it was just like, I lost it all, like, you know what I mean? But from the very beginning, so I had nowhere else to go mm-hmm. but up. I'm, well, you know, I could have busted, I guess, and just come back. But, man, I don't know. When I got there, it was just like, hello, welcome to, like, the best thing ever. Like, the best life you could imagine. And what? So, like, you come into the bus depot. Like, that's a long, dirty dog ride. Like, that's days covering from Columbus, Ohio to San Diego. That's probably, like, five yeah. days, isn't it? four four days uh it was three 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 and a half like yeah actually i remember i left out of cleveland and then yeah and then chicago by chicago it was all just like oh my god like 
what am I going to do with my life? Like, how, how did I just fuck this up so bad? And then, like, if you could paint the picture when you pull into San Diego, or you just, like, get off and there's palm trees and it's warm? Like, what month are we talking here? Yeah, you're like, let's skate. Like, I was like, oh, my God, Chad, what's up? Like, I mean, him and this girl came and picked me up. Like, it was his girlfriend at the time. And, you know, they were, like, looking around, like, where's your shit, dude? And I'm like, kind of lost it, you know? Like, sorry. Like, can we go skate now? And I mean, I was like that so much of a skate rat where I was just like, you know, I'm I'm ready for more or I'm ready to go forget about all my problems and just get out in the streets and see how beautiful San Diego is. What do you, what boards were you on at that time? Nothing. I Nothing? had no sponsors. I had like, you know, I mean, I didn't even grow up with a shop as you, yeah. you, know, you were kind of asking earlier. Like, I had no idea how the industry worked. I had no idea like contests. Like, I mean, I. You know, there were little things in Pittsburgh or like in Columbus that, you know, I'd been in like contest wise, whatever, but nothing that was ever serious where it was like, you know, it was like, I just realized like, you know, once a couple months into it, like I was like, holy shit, I'm like in the heart of the industry of skateboarding. Like not only am I like in like the best place that, you know, I could ever want to live the weather, but you know, the rest of, you know, it, it just like submerged like into something that where I was just like, holy shit, like just. (laughs) <laughs> it's the real thing out there like 24 <laughs> 7 do you remember the first spot you went to in sd when you got there that chad brought you to um we yeah well yeah i mean dude, uh, we ended up at mission bay and i met everybody there the first day like that i would know through the rest of the 11 years i lived there like you know what i mean it was just like steve wow. salantani ed dominic uh just the two offs like so, you know, the first time I was there, I saw Peter Smalley the first day I was in San Diego do a fucking kickflip blunt slide out on a on this like bike rack that to me was like, like scary as shit. You know what How I mean? How big like, were his jeans? And uh they weren't that bad. Like it yeah. wasn't that crazy yet. I mean, yeah. it was still like he was still coming off that it and he was like, you know, kind of like look or whatever. I don't know. He was still he was he wasn't over bagging. I remember like he just had steez and style and like so... everyone there was amazing. Like, I mean yeah. just Brandon, I think I think Emmers and Aaron Snyder were there, Mayhew. Like it was just this spot where he was just like, Ken, like everyone that I could ever want to see, like, was there. I mean, it was the craziest day of my life for sure. Like, yeah, I can't wait to send shit, dude. If you think this is fun, like you're the one that I really, you know, want to have you kind of like look over this. Stuff. Oh, I'm so excited. No, and I, I hope I've got some stuff to go down. So so you're an SD, and then for like two weeks, you've got like a two-week kind of clock on staying at Chad's place, right? Yeah, so yeah. Then are you just kind of like looking for spots and jobs or like like to live or are you? Yeah, and I mean, you know, all I could do is kind of say, you know, use their address and, you know, I just laid low pretty much until like, you know, I, I don't know. It was weird because I never officially lived there but I became the dude on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> and so I don't know, like, Oh shit. Um, anyways, I, uh, I did, I think, yeah, my first job, I ended up at a rallies. Like, you know what I mean? I, I stayed close to where they were thinking somehow I'd find an apartment, but I never did. I never did. I, I just stayed with them because I don't know. They had my back. It was pretty crazy. Damn. That's amazing. Well, especially song again pre-internet too like so you move out there and then you're there for how long before because did you go this is what i couldn't figure out did you go right on to maple or was it a while before you they put you on? no no it was oh yeah like dude i didn't have a sponsor forever like i didn't think i'd really ever like come up i mean things were happening like you mean but 
and it was also kind of I don't know, just spontaneous at the same time. Like I rarely was a dude that was like, I want to go to this spot and I want to do this trick. And you know what I mean? Like I practiced this before. I I mean it was like I just go to whatever sessions were happening and just try to like, you know, bust out with my friends. Like, so uh I went through a long period of like no sponsors. Like I hadn't I don't know. I was just out there. I was living, I was working at rallies and then other like shitty jobs and you know, anything I could find. And uh I remember I got on, you know, it was like it was a pig. We got like Chad would go always go down to pig wheels and uh you know, great fucking dude, it's so crazy. Like, you know, they kind of hooked me up with foundation. I remember like there was Mark Waters. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with him, RIP from COVID. Uh he like it was someone else I'd met through Woodward back in the day and he was there working like he was like some sort of team manager and you know it was all Tomietto and just like I don't know they eventually kind of like uh started hooking me up foundation and then after foundation uh I was just riding with like Chad and Mayhew all the time so I was just like man I just want to ride for Maple and we just kind of switched over to Maple it wasn't like a you know, there was like nothing really said. It was just like, thanks. I don't remember thinking like, thanks, Todd Swank. I mean, it was a great opportunity. I, I, you know, in retrospect, I probably should have just stayed, but I don't know. Zoos were gnarly and we were having such a fun time because I was always with the Maple dudes. I don't know. Wait, that Maple <laughs> team that you went on was like real heavy hitters, right? It was like you, was Louis Barletta oh, on that? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd say, you know, of course, like you still watch fucking Jerry's part to this day and it's still sure. like, heavy as anything can be uh but yeah we had a great time i mean it was a really i guess awesome crew of people to skate with wait and i mean was, I, and then, wait sorry and, who was all on that team because I, I like i was looking for that and i i knew like louis was on that jerry sue did mark johnson just leave or was yeah. he on that no it was like actually the first couple like while i got and it was in san diego uh you know i remember like you know maple was going through all these changes all the time like i remember uh you know mark johnson was still on when i got there Went to San Diego, you know what I mean? And was like living with Chad just as a friend. And then next thing you know, like, uh, I think he had quit. And then something was going on. And then Mayhew quit. And then, but then they put on Frank Carrada for a second. And then they put on uh, uh, Charlie w- Wilkins. I think Sotpo was on, like, through, throughout the period of, like, from when I got to San Diego to, you know, this is, like, to where Black Cat came out. But when Black Cat came out, it was Charlie Wilkins, me, um let's see and then they, you know they had the ams i guess we're still like louis was am at the time with uh what's the other dude from san jose why can't i think of him a couple other people daxter and then chad and then jerry and i think that was it so so wait yeah. so before you got on maple and then when you were with foundation just getting boards from them who was the first filmer that took interest in you uh steve zalantani i mean he put out troubleshooters and yeah. that's what kind of got really got the ball rolling, I think. Okay. Is, uh, <clears throat> like I shared a part with Chad in that. I don't know. Have you ever seen that? Yeah, Total I have. Shooters? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that part came out, you know, uh, and I remember there was like, you know, other like he shot things for like cinematographer or something like that. I think he got me in a like trans world video here or there with some tricks. And then, yeah, after Celentani, I mean, it was like him. And then I met my buddy. She started filming me and then. And then, you know, I eventually met Shakas, which is Mark Delellis. And, uh, yeah, he kind of was just, you know, who everybody filmed with in San Diego. Can you, this is like, this is just for me. This might be overly nerdy, so I apologize in advance. Can you just tell me 
what was filming like back then for even Black Hat? Like, what was a normal day in filming versus now of like this clip stacking kind of thing? Back then, was it more just a session that was recorded by the filmer? Um, yeah. I mean, I guess it's for whoever was, you know, whatever spot you were at and whoever, like, sometimes, you know, certain you'd end up at a spot because somebody wanted to do a certain trick. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of that, you know, that's always going to happen. But, uh, I mean, for me, I think it was more spontaneous on where we ended up is where I, like, you know, just tried to do stuff. Uh, but, yeah, it's uh, it was weird. I mean, a lot of it, you know, back then was shooting photos. Like, you know, everything was coming down to, like, a sequence in a magazine. You know what I mean? Okay. So it was, like, that sound was like i don't know what you kind of always wanted to hear i don't know man it was uh funnest part of going out on a session if you were you know kind of shooting something cool and then i mean we we tried but we didn't i don't know we, we tried as hard as people do nowadays i don't know i don't is know there, how like real before is there on that uh, photo front is do you remember your first photo published yeah, because uh, I don't know if you know Kevin Marks, but he does this look back library thing on Instagram. And uh, he sent me actually the most one of my first photos of in Thrasher. And it's like me at like the graphics bong warehouse, like hauling off this thing into this like uh, wall ride thing. I don't know. Chad and I were just goofing around and we, you know, he shot one off and it was like, that was it. I remember that was the first one. And I think my second one would have been like, Trans world, like a pop shove it that Jeff Kula shot in Cleveland. Um, found some double set. Was it like so just industry wise back then? So you get published in photo, and like so that first photo at the graphics warehouse was that when you were still with Foundation, or was that before that? I don't even know if I had any sponsors at the time. Okay. Like, I, I it was just I was out with Chad shooting, like, you know, he was out trying to shoot Chad's like pro interview at you know, what I mean, so we were just you know kind of like mobbing around spots you know that day and we ended up down there i think he might have shot like cookie head jenkins do something that day or i don't know who else was there. it was i don't know it was cool <laughs> and it dude, that's amazing and it was all using like old film like actual film too so it just mattered just oh, whole dude. roll yeah oh. like yeah like you know what i mean you'd know like i don't know man if like it was someone like was on it that day because there would be you know there wouldn't be as many film canisters left at the spot. Like, you know, back then you'd roll up the spots and you'd know like something heavy went down because you'd find like just spent film on the fucking ground. It was awesome. What's the, of anything that stands out, like you were skating with obviously heavy hitters, you're one yourself. Was there anything that stands out that you were there when, like when they were filmed? Is there anything that you're like, I was there when, when it, when it happened? Dude, yeah, man, I'm lucky to say I've seen some awesome fucking gnarly Can you just give shit. Me one? It doesn't have to sure. be the best, but just one. To- um, yeah, I could say from troubleshooters, man, the day that Kenton Russell did the backside flip the hard way over the Point Loma rail. I mean, oh. it was just uh, like, I mean, it, it was just such a good day. I mean, after that, man, he did that. And it just like, I don't know. It was just nuts. It was just fucking awesome. Like, like, beer, like was after a day like that, yeah. was it just like straight up back to the house party style or bars or whatever? Or was it just keep skating? Well, no, I mean, well, yeah, for like us, it was just back to the house to like, you know, fucking, you know, for them to drink, you know, whatever and drink themselves silly. And then, you know, I don't know, like Ken was his own dude. Like, you know, I mean, he didn't really, he was like way too smart for our shenanigans because <laughs> we were like, you know, a bunch of Midwest dudes like in a house and I don't know, probably not easily understood because, well, I mean, 
yeah, I mean, the, my dudes are the craziest. That's all yeah, I know. I, st- I still, I still <laughs> don't get along with everybody. I think that's just like a mid, <laughs> like a Midwest thing. <laughs> like we're we're our own people. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, we had two Californian like dudes that lived with us, and you know, it was like I remember Josh and this dude Holt had their own room, and then like Larry and Shane, yeah, Larry and Shane who are from like PA, like they had their own room. Chad had his own room, and I had the couch. And so it was like, I don't know, this is a weird little house, man. But every, I mean, all those dudes partied. I mean, they still all chat too and everything, man. Except for like Josh and Holt, like the California dudes. We don't know what ever happened. I don't know. What, but, different way? <laughs> so then how did it go from moving, yeah. on, from moving on for Maple, right? Like, I, 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 uh, the, I, I love the ad of the leprechaun suit. Oh, sweet. Tell, will you tell me the story that, cool. of, that, of that, how that all came to fruition? Ooh. I feel like that was your idea. I mean, okay, yeah, like, during that time, whatever, I was eating a lot of weed cookies, like, you know, cakes, you know what I mean? Like, like, and this was, like, back before we knew anything about what we were doing. Yeah. But, you know, we'd just make up some butter and make up some cookies, and, you know, I always liked skating on them, so I was, like, you know, probably one of the smartest thing, but um, I remember, I, I the, you know, I knew what they were, he asked me, what do you want for a pro model, and I said, I want, like, a goose, like, flying away from a leprechaun with a gold coin in its mouth. And, you know, Rasta Rainbow going into the pot of cookies or into the pot of gold because they're fucking space cakes. You know what I mean? Like, and they're like, awesome. And this dude, Brangle, man, he took exactly what I said in my head and just mapped it out perfectly on a board. And I don't know. It was just the best thing ever. You know what I mean? Me. Uh, what was it like, you know, uh, can you, just being from, you know, Eastern Ohio, West Virginia, greater area, getting your first pro model. Do you remember like seeing it for the first time? Oh yeah. 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 I remember like, you know, going and getting a bunch from Maple and it was just like, shit, I even bought a whole bunch because this is awesome and gave it out to people, whatever. But I remember like that day was just so surreal. And I remember going to like the skate park and Willie Santos was there and I think I showed it to him and he was like, he's like, you know, oh man, that's awesome. Like, you know I mean? Knew you had it in you or something like that. And I was just like, this is just, it was surreal as fuck. I mean, you know, I mean, from two years ago, like being like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to live out here because I, you know, I didn't know where I was even at. And, you know, to be where I was, was just, it was fucking amazing, man. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> blessed. Oh. I mean, so blessed, dude. That's so from Maple, right? And then how did Osiris happen? Because it seems like Osiris was a Maple team. <clears throat> um. Yeah, no. And uh pretty much so okay <laughs> it was um let's see when i got out there you know evil shoes was kind of transforming into evil or whatever like okay. you know this brian this dude you know reed had gone to tony mag and been like hey i got this you know symbol for a company they ran with it you know they had that first batch of like you know like i can't make you adam mcnatt gershon like you know all these people that like great skaters and uh you know, and it was basically just, you know, the, the fallback of Evolve Shoes. Okay. And, but somehow it eventually just kind of grew, like, you know what I mean? Like Tyrone was on there as well. And I think, uh, you know, things just started picking up. I don't know how exactly, but uh, Chad got involved. Uh, who else? And then, yeah, like Jerry was on. I mean, yeah, and like I was on, like we were all on. Maple. I don't know. It, it just all kind of just evolved and grew and grew and grew and just till it exploded. Yeah, till like tour bus. And I want to ask you, do you remember and I, I I'm gonna tell my side of the story that I that I found out, but do you remember your first trip to New York uh on the Osiris tour bus? 
Yeah, one of them. Well, yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. About the vinyl sticker? Was that your first time in New York? I think so. Yeah, we flew in. Yeah. And we met everybody on the bus there. We were, it was crazy. Yeah. In, and again, yeah. this is just what I heard, but you got off the tour bus, which had all your, like, it had life-size, bigger-than-life-size decals of all of you guys, so, of everyone, and the sticker was bigger than you. <laughs> oh, yeah, man, for sure. I mean, it was like, oh, my God, dude. That was, like, weirdest tour ever. Like, how, oh long, so, how long was it from getting on oh, Evolve turning into Osiris? How long was it until they got well, all that money? Was it just the D3, or was there other shit going on? No, I think they just, you know, they were kind of like guerrilla marketing themselves, right? Like, I mean, they just kind of just just kept bombarding it. And, it. and back then it was a skaters, you know, skateboarder for, by skateboarder kind of like thing. Like, you know what I mean? It was like, it was a shoe company that was for skateboarders by skateboarders. So it was like, there was, you know, it, and it was, it was pretty legit that back then. But then, you know, it just grew and grew and grew. And then next thing you know, you have like, so many people who work there who have no idea about anything about skateboarding. And then you have like, you know, it just, it's it just weird. I don't know. So it, how- but, uh, I'd say overall, like 97 is when I first remember like seeing Osiris popping off. Like, you know what I mean? Like Mayhew wearing a shirt yep. and being like, Oh, this is something interesting. Okay, cool. And then watching it go up, you know, I think I got on maybe at like the end of 98 or the summer of 98, I believe is when I did like my first tour around the U.S. Okay. Yes. What what year yeah. the, what year did the D three come out? Uh like two thousand, maybe like okay, so like maybe later, like ninety nine, two thousand. Yeah. What were those old yeah. Osiris tours like? Because that was why you guys were filming the storm, right? Yeah, I mean the first one was the best thing you would ever want to experience in your life. It was just you know the the main group of people like who wanted to be there just going to van and setting up ramps in like parking lots of like, I don't know, played against sports or like, yeah. I think we did a demo in a Burlington coat factory. You know what I mean? I mean, roller rinks. Like, I mean, we just did weird, crazy, weird shit all out throughout the U S yeah. Like just, um, yeah, we brought the, the, you know, the ramps and everything and set them up and then skated and, you know, took them down. I mean, and they had like a crew of people too as well, but so it was, it was just core and it was awesome. Yeah. You know I mean, we'd go skate street when we got to big cities and I don't remember like, you know, just picking different photographers and filmers along the way. Like, like we picked up cool uh, Jeff Nick or, uh, you know, uh, Nichols and we just, it just kind of was awesome. It was just this real, like first time I really ever got to see the United States, I guess, you know, just skating it. Like, did the tour <laughs> no bus go, did your tour go through your hometown at all or near there? Not the first one, and uh, and the first one was just vans. It was just two vans with like oh, gotcha. U-Haul trucks. Okay, they were U-Hauls, like you know, I mean, kind of tru- you know carrying stuff, and then yeah, and then as things got bigger, it just evolved and got weirder and weirder. But that was the best time I ever had. Yeah, that was a good tour. <laughs> that first long, one, ninety-eight. How long were those tours in ninety-eight? Like, were you guys on the road for how many months, or like a month? <sighs> At least a month, too, a month yeah. and a half. I mean, I I don't know. I mean, it, you just it was such a good time that I don't know. Probably didn't ever wanted it to end. <laughs> and then how did uh-huh. how did how did pro model shoes get picked for Osiris? Was it? I heard it was a lot. Of, um, did Mayhew get the D three just based on like drawing straws or no? No, I think I don't know. I I don't know what the whole story is. I mean, I know like you know, I mean they 
it was either him or you know Reed. Like you know they some sort of you know found some idea to make lace loops bigger and went with it. I don't I don't I really I don't know man. Like I don't know if it was a lottery. I think Mayhew might have like designed it up or like someone okay. obviously drew something and they went with it. I don't know who's to say. I mean it's I I, I get it. I didn't really pay attention. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like shoe design was like. I don't know. Why would I want to do that? I don't want to skate. <laughs> like, That's, uh, I, I grew up working at the skate shop in West Michigan. And I remember when we first got Osiris and it was before we had the D3 came out. But I remember like the, the, the logo shirts were like super popular. And it was just like, and then I remember like years later, I thought, was it 2009? Now, whenever the D3 came, I remember like opening the box and being like, what the fuck is this thing? Because like, at the time it was like with like the DC, I want to say links, like Kalish's shoe was around. It was just like, it was nuts. I just remember seeing that. And then finding out Mayhew's from Wisconsin. And yeah, like, yeah. yeah, and you're from Ohio. I'm like, this is like Midwest dudes. This is crazy. Like, yeah, it was, man. It was definitely like a hodgepodge. Like, I don't know of like, kind of just people from all over the place, but yeah. you know, who were in San Diego. And I mean, yeah, Tyrone was Wisconsin, Madison, him and Mayhew grew up together. You know, me, Chad, Scott. I mean, we we had kind of all known each other throughout the Ohio scene, I guess, and yeah, you know, it just it's crazy. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, those first shoes were just w- weird. Like, I don't know, like that. I, I the whole D three thing to me is just it was an okay shoe if you wanted to have it. I don't know. Like, I didn't really care, I, I, and I didn't know at the time like how crazy it was getting. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like. It got popular. <laughs> was that the so when you're uh, you back from tour and then you're you're back in SD? Are you living now? Is like that's your job? You're like you did you quit rallies or are you just skating for a living now? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think the last job I had had was uh, before I went on that tour was at like a uh, sandwich place making okay. sandwiches yeah. and you know and then at that point I think we were all living in this one place called Ghetto Ridge and I remember I had, you know maybe, I was maybe making five hundred bucks a month like maybe like. <laughs> 250 from maple and maybe like another like 300 or so from osiris at the time and uh so yeah i started living off of that i mean trying to like sell boards or whatever and just kind of hustle it and just tried to stay skating more you know what i mean that was the goal what about i mean we'll get in this in a little bit but you're obviously big in health and like you know you went to school for acupuncture but i noticed throughout your career i was trying to find any evidence or like reports of injury but did you have any major injuries? I couldn't find much. I couldn't find anything. Well, um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> tons of things. I mean, I just, yeah, I don't know. I try, I'm not, I try not to focus on the pain. I just keep skating. Yeah, okay. no, I'm just kidding. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, like I've heard, I've heard everything, man. I've blown out shoulders and okay. Yeah, I just never went to any doctors. Or anything. I just try to stay healthy, and I don't know. <laughs> Definitely hit my head a couple of times and. Who hasn't done that, right? Hey, yeah, I'm you know? fine. I'm fine. It's all good. <laughs> how long? So, how long were you in San Diego for before you moved back east? Eleven years. Eleven years. So, yeah. like, can you kind of like what made you decide to start coming back, or were you kind of out there? Uh, and then- you know, just we were definitely it was like family, kind of like you know, it was like things were. I was getting older, and to where it was like I wasn't like enthralled with you know just. I guess the hustle and bustle of San Diego because I was going to go to school for acupuncture and uh, I'd found a school in Columbus two hours from where I grew up. So I was like, you know, might as well, you know, try to save some money while I'm trying to figure out what I'm doing with my life. Yeah. And um, 
yeah, I mean, I'm kind of, you know, I'm not super glad I did it, but I'm super stoked that, you know, I did something. <laughs> so was Maple the last board company you were on while you were still out West? No, 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 no. Maple only lasted a couple years because some dumbass shit. And then, uh, what was it? Maple. And then I think I wrote for Germ Skateboards. Okay. Like Tyrone, like when Tyrone was getting rid of her, kind of kicked off Arcade or whatever, they gave him, and Osiris, I think they gave him a board company to do called Germ. It was him and Marcel Johnson and this girl Sayaka. I mean, it was, that was it. I mean, that was like the last like thing. And then I had something where it's like some wood company, like, I don't know, premium or something, like something called Avera. Uh, and then Effort. Uh, effort was like, like, definitely supported me like when they were doing those boards out of Cincinnati. And was that was that James O'Loughlin? Like, effort? He, yeah, I know Effort. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That. Was, that's, yeah. Uh, did James yeah. start that company? Yeah. Yeah, because, okay, yeah, yeah I knew. Was, um, and that was, I think, was like the last. Sorry. No, keep going. No, I was saying James had a, uh, uh, I met him through high school, uh, through, that's a nickname, for Andrew Martin, people I don't know, um, who started yeah, the yeah, yeah. skate shop, who's the, Andrew's yeah. the reason I had my own skate shop. Like, he's the, it was so amazing the way he ran that. And that's how I met Jap and, you know, everyone Dude. there is through all those guys. Um, but he, uh, I remember hearing, you know, I hadn't met you. Uh, I obviously knew of you, but then when I moved to Cincinnati, I had met you. Wait, I want to go through before we move on forward. Um, uh, oh, OJ told me to ask you about The Spot, T-H-A-S-P-O-T. Oh. Um, is that like a bike shop or something? Home, that's the hometown shop. Well, there is a skate shop now where, I, where I'm from. Okay, gotcha. And it's, that's the name of it. It's called the Spot. Um, yeah, man, it's it's a great thing to have in the in the valley because you know I was there a couple months ago and uh, dude, I'm so glad there's a shop there because I was driving around one night or whatever and I didn't close my trunk all the way and I remember like I'm going up my hill up back home and uh, next thing I know I hear like go gunk and I you know the cl- trunk closes. So I'm like, okay, cool. Like, you know what I mean? I didn't realize it. The next morning I go to my car, my fucking skateboard's gone. No. Like I must've hit this bump and blew up my skateboard and these other signs like in that were in the back of my car. And uh, I, I was just like, oh my God, what am I going to do? And like, I don't know. I was just happy to say like, there was a shop in the hometown that saved my life because I don't know, just was able to go pick up stuff, which man, I don't know. It was crazy. How did you get so boards? Stupid. Like go, going backwards, sorry, but how how did you even get boards when you were younger out there? Was it CCS? Ah, uh, Hamels, man. I was a Hamels kid. Like okay. Hamels blanks. Uh, but I mean, we had shops. Like you know, what I mean, we had like DJs or like Sun Sports. You know, either in Columbus or Pittsburgh. Or I'm trying to think what our spots that sold boards. Um. Yeah. Um. Our skate- but, you know, you could order from magazines. CCS, CCS, man. Like, we, we had like an indoor skate park that would always close because they throw punk shows. So then when they were out of business or like closed down, you'd have to like resort to CCS. And I remember like you'd order like I remember one time ordering like a just a regular Hensley board with like independence and whatever wheel. And then they sent me a Hensley Jr. with like Gullwing Shadows. And I was so bummed. <laughs> that, you know, it took like a month to get it. And it was like when you had to like use your cash, get a money order. 
it was like such a different process than it is now. Oh God. Yeah. I was yeah. so bummed out. And you're like, and then you're like, yeah. you, know, you call the number that's like San Luis Obispo and it's like you know, <laughs> one dude working two hours a week. And you know, it was a fucking letdown. I'm still salty about that. Um, but I'm going through this. Um, um, all right. I got to ask you about a uh, doctor nonsense. Who is he to you? Oh my god, dude! Um, it's my, my, I guess it's my ultra rap ego, man. I mean, it's my. It was just like started a couple of years ago. Like I just, I mean, I always just like to write shit, like like rhyme words, and yeah, you know, it just grew to like me for having like this little like play school like keyboard to like you know learning how to do Garage Band and just I don't know, it's something to do, man. Like you know, well, just it's writing, I guess. It's my my. Well, I just noticed I was watching some of the parts and I watched the Sound Skateboards remix part. Okay. And it has like in the logo, it has. Um, yeah, I mean that's kind of what I'm doing right now. The whole slither thing is like, kind of like dropping like I don't know if I were to like do anything, I'd want to call it love and nonsense and just like, I've been playing with that imagery for like 20 years and I don't know, just uh, it, but at the same time, like yeah, just everything is nonsense, man. It's all about peace, love, and nonsense, baby. Fuck. Skateboarding, skateboarding to me. Nonsense is escape. <laughs> yeah, I know, dude. The <laughs> the, best the most common, which you brought it up, but the most common question I received from you is just uh, uh, or about you. People I want to know is, uh, they said, "Ask Dave about Slizza." Dude, uh, it's happening. I don't know, man. It's just one way to just like give back to homies that want to like be inspired to you know put something on their board and go try it out. I just want people to go out and go skate. So. Uh, yeah, so this is just like the laminate that you can put on your board, and I don't know. It might help you slide on something. It might, I don't know, kind of tear off right away. I don't, I, you know, I, it's just, it's just some men to like kind of throw out the homies and it's kind of, I don't know, want to inspire and send skate love, you know, just hell yeah. It's uh, and it's something that's really been tried to been tried to do it like twenty ago as well. Yeah, but it just wasn't the right time. Like right now, it's just like, what else do I have to do? And it's just been a fun like journey of like kind of making this product and little ideas for people to have a, or something, you know, for them to So just out, I'm just, you know, and, just just to clarify, like so anyone that's listening can know, like Slizza is uh basically you're taking a board and it's like a clear vinyl uh uh surface that you're you're sticking on the board and it's like makes a board a slick, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Like an ever slick. Right. Yeah, um, it's a self stick ever slick or a yeah. slicker sticker for your city slickers. <laughs> I'm gonna make. This, like I'm gonna make the best commercial for Sliz. <laughs> I'm so psyched on that. Um, what do you think about this? Is uh, coming from you've seen and you've skated this whole time. You've seen so many different style, not style. Sorry, uh, different ways of bringing skateboard to light in that like media. Like, so you came from the old like you you film for a year, sometimes multiple years, and you put out like. A video right now we're in this world right. of like constant content of just like you know we're, we're drowning in it oh. like what what uh yeah. what are your thoughts on that so i'm just curious about oh uh, man i just i I'm, i love it because you know what i mean the stoke is like constant like you know what i mean you can just i don't know if you want to you know i guess you know a reason to go skate like there's always something you can look at to get inspired but at the same time it's a little overkillish too because you know I, I don't think company videos mean as much as they used to or uh you know there's just it, it, it's definitely a different world i mean believe me i uh 
I don't know. I don't know what else to say about it, but I, I, I love it. But um, and, but then I try not to get too sucked into it all at the same time because you know, it, you know, it can't work the other way too. And you're like, oh, why even skate? Like this thirteen-year-old or nine-year-old can go and kick the backside lips like hell. I'm never gonna do that. Like, well, like, nah, man. Just you gotta love it and then build off that. I guess. What do you so like? I that- love it. <laughs> that 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 go that gets me into this too. What like looking back now is like someone that has seen a lot of skateboarding and done a lot of skateboarding. What about you? Like what stands out about skaters nowadays? Like is there something you don't have to mention names, but like what is it? Is it like individual style? Is it someone skates with speed? Like I, I like I, I believe this that like all skateboarding is divided into three categories: skill, style, bravery, and you can mm-hmm. judge anyone based on this. It's like an objective. Okay scoring system but like for you standing out like what what like what what catches your eye about skaters nowadays or oh um slow man i mean just you know what i mean like just i don't know uh finesse flow and like uh you know gnarliness you know what i mean like i guess just it can be like technical or it can be big like you know what i mean just however willing however far they're willing to take it i mean it's just it's so insane right now like the the I don't know what's happened in skateboarding, like the mentality of like, you know, the abilities that people have, it's just, I don't know, ungodly. It's like that dude who rides for real, that Vander guy yeah. or whatever. It just, I, I mean, it, it's like, I can't ollie up to a curb like that. And he's doing like some crazy thing down a rail, like all like over your, into yourself and through yourself to land this way. I don't, I don't know. It's mind blowing, dude. Like, I love it. I mean, there's no doubt. Um, but uh, it's yeah, it's different. <laughs> where do you skateboarding stand on, is so different? Where do you stand on contests, like compared to contests and filming? Like, are you were you kind of a proponent of, of contests? I know uh, I, I haven't uh, been able to find this, and maybe you could help me. But there's a, a back, uh, like a back three or not back three flip, uh, backside three kick flip at Tampa Pro yeah. that you did. And no, the am it was the am thing. The it was like yeah. And then didn't land um, anything else the entire run. Yeah. Oh, it's ridiculous. Like I am not like oh god, contest. <laughs> like yeah, I don't know, man. Just taking skateboarding seriously is just I don't, in that kind of setting. I don't do well, okay. uh, but I'll try. Some, you know what I mean? Uh, what What do you? And think I mean, about- yeah. In that time, it worked out. <laughs> But what about for now? Like, do you, as you're getting older, do you, are you, do you have a, did your attitude change about contests? Are you, are you watching Street League when it, when you see it on TV? Oh yeah. I mean, oh my God, like that shit. I'm blown away by those guys. I mean, they can, they can go and do that shit every try. I mean, it yeah. doesn't even make sense to me. It's like, I'm the kind of person I like to do it once and done. Like, <laughs> and then hey, I did it. Like, <laughs> Like with the amount of money that's in skateboarding now, like with like, you know, all these people having their personal like TFs, right? Like uh-huh. Houston having like a plaza in his dining room, basically, and all this stuff. <laughs> what I mean, it's weird being older and not being salty. You know what I mean? It's like because it's, it's part of being old is to shit on things that are new. <laughs> Maybe that. Okay. Yeah, I'm saying. Okay. But I guess my question is, is there anything like how would you compare now versus then? Are there any major differences that you see in terms of preparation and training? I mean, yeah, I think nowadays people are totally like prepped to do the things they do. Like compared to back when we were doing it, it was just, it was jokes. It was just like, yeah. Hey, I'm going to go do this switch run side, big spin 
I had done this 10 set and it was like, ha ha yeah, right. Like, you know what I mean? And then you'd get there and be like, what the fuck am I thinking? Like, you know what I mean? And still try it anyways. And, you know, that's how, you know, you, you kind of like got good at things. And, but nowadays it's like, you know, they, it, it's, it's bread and it's like, you know, more like you started a two stair and you take that up. I mean, for us back then, I think in the day, it was just going to the spot that was the place you saw yourself doing it and going for it. You know what I mean? Nowadays, it's like, you know, like their parents, like, you know, taking them to the spots to do it. <laughs> yeah. Didn't you got like, like dads that. yelling, like, did you do 14 360 flips today, Junior? Like, oh. very. You never did a push up in a spot, Dave? Um, you were out there I'm just doing sure, push ups, right? getting jacked before you finger flip well, Carlsbad? No, not really. No, actually, I didn't do that. I should have. No, I, knowing what I know now, I, I damn, I wish I would have, like, I don't know. Tried a little bit harder. I got it. I, that was one of my questions. Uh, someone asked me to ask you was, uh, "What did you eat before you finger flip Carl's bed?" Carl's Jr. No, no. Um, <laughs> shit, I don't know. I remember that day. I remember being in the parking lot of the school and like just hauling ass and you know trying them on flat and trying them on flat. And then we went in and started trying it and then you know like it was down to the 17th try and i mean i remember seeing the cop walking around and i was like i gotta fucking do this and you know that was the one i fucking landed it and just kind of rode out and like was i met everybody outside the school like kind of like hiding in a bush like are we are we good like you know no one got arrested or nothing like all right cool and it was just like that was i don't know probably a good night after that one yeah <laughs> so fucking Definitely. rad that's what uh that was 17 tries to land that yeah yeah i noticed this about, I, I remember damn brutal huh so like i noticed this about a lot of your spots and i'm not sure if uh maybe kids nowadays have more t-shirts this is a very weird observation but a lot of my favorite clips of you you've got a lot of dirt on your back like on your shirt like you've been skating a lot that day you're like sweated out Thanks. like like yeah, man. yeah so I work for it. I mean, there's no like, you know, shame in the game. It's like, you know, get dirty. I mean, that was actually the motto of germ. So <laughs> I was probably wearing the same shirt too for like three days at a time. I mean, not that I still do that, but sometimes I still do that. I still do it. <laughs> I, think I'm, I think I'm on day like day three on this hoodie. Um, what, what about, uh, um, okay. So when you came back, let's just, we'll, I guess we'll fast forward to when you came back out East, you were already on effort. James is already, you already had boards and pro on effort. Yeah. Yeah. Effort was happening. And that's probably the time where I met you. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was time. Like, that. Um, I wait, hurry up. 2008. That was there. around the time. Galaxy. Yeah. I moved yeah. there in 2005, 2006. I just remember, um, okay. yeah, with like Ali, James Laughlin, James ripped so fucking hard. I only saw him skate a couple times, but that dude, it was that like Ollie's like one of those late night old man sessions that, you know, Cincinnati huh. was like, and I lived there for seven or eight years. I think I had a place there, and it's like a, a near and dear place in my heart. Um, oh, but yeah. This is about you. I'm going to go back to my notes here. Um, what, uh, what, like, are you still, are you still like, you know, you're on Instagram, you're skating a lot, you're putting stuff up. Are you still like actively watching a lot of skateboarding, like, like out of your way? Is there, cause, you know, as you get older, your I mean, body can do it. What's that? skate line every yeah. every week i mean yeah. you know what i mean that's that's the guide i mean yeah thrasher so you know app and or whatever like youtube it and 
Yeah, I guess I still follow it. I mean, yeah, I love it. Is there, was there ever a part where you're kind of over it or have you just been stayed psyched on it the whole time? Oh, I mean, I've always loved it. I mean, it's always yeah. like been what I wanted to do, you know, because to me, it's like, it's what I used to gauge the rest of my life with. Like, you know what I mean? You know, you know, if you're skating like shit, something in your life is obviously out of whack. Like, you know what I mean? If you, but you know, and sometimes you just get served, but, but that's part of the game. Like, you know, you go out and you, you eat shit and you get back up and, so, I mean, there wasn't a time where I wasn't not loving it completely, but I mean, I was busy like learning like Chinese, you know, medicine, like at the time. So I definitely like, you know, a couple of people coming up here and there, but I'd say throughout since the time I skated until now, like I'm pretty much, you know, a skate thesaurus or dictionary of things that, you know, we've, I've seen done and, you know, <laughs> in a video or a magazine. What, what, like, have you always been interested in Chinese or Eastern medicine? Yeah, man. I mean, I think I just fell into like line with like Taoism and like, you know, from like the book, the Tao Pu and it, it just being like, yeah, I got, in, I took some Kung Fu, I think one time in college, got into like, what else? Just, you know, I used acupuncture because I figured, you know, it's what ninjas do and I'm a ninja. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you go like so i remember when i met you you were in school for it um is that something like kind of that that quest for the knowledge of like working on bodies and keeping people healthy it's like a constant process right so is that like do you would you ever go back out west to work with skateboarders to like keep them healthy or do you want to stay where you're at or what what are you thinking i mean i, I don't really like it's there it's like you know i mean it's, it's like skateboarding in a way because it's yeah. led me to a lifestyle um, you know, it's like the knowledge, I may not use it every day cause it's not what I do for a living anymore, but it's like the, the knowledge is there to like, I can use to guide myself through whatever situation I get myself into or other people I know are open to it and they want to use it. I mean, I still do it, but I don't, I don't know. I, uh, I, I just, I was drawn to it because it was just, it was, it's knowledge. It's like, uh, it's different than anything else, you know, in this physical realm i mean because it's kind of more energetic so it's metaphysical it's like what acupuncture does is just aligns energy you know what i mean and you know it's all about manipulating that so it's right up my alley it's right <laughs> up there are you uh um uh, i love asking this to people like like uh, on the show and particularly skateboarders um what piece of advice would you give a young kid nowadays that wanted to like go down the route of becoming a pro skateboarder other than mm. skate more. Cause that's like with comedy. If I ask comics that they say, get as much stage time as possible. That's almost like an obvious. So is there anything that you, mm -hmm. like you wish you knew back then, even though it's a different time? Uh, yeah. I don't know. It just seems like anymore. It's just like stay true to yourself. And you know, uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, just, I don't know. What it would, I mean, like picture a kid that's from like where you're from, right? Like like everyone has internet now, but maybe some, like yeah, I I don't know. I would say just don't try so hard, but stay true to yourself, and uh, you know, don't ever let anyone tell you that they made you, or you know what I mean. Like one of those kind of situations. Like if if it's you skateboarding, you you did it. Like you know what I mean. Like that's one of the awesome things about skateboarding. Like and it. Just as long as you're happy with what you did, then I don't know. Life is about being happy, not just skateboarding too. So I don't know. 
Damn. It's, <laughs> it's a deep one. Yeah. I like that question though. Cause it was like when I was younger, obviously I talked too much and I, I just remember I used to get told like, dude, just shut up and be cool. But that's not my natural state of things. <laughs> like I just never, I could fake it all day, but like dude, dark and mysterious is just not me. Like, yeah, be you. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know I mean? Like anybody who's out there now, like be you, but like, you know, I don't know, be, be also conscious of what you, you know, who you be, I guess, you know, I don't know. I don't know. It's so weird. Like, cause I, I see tons of kids coming up and like, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't even know what to say to them. Cause it's, it's such a crazy world in skateboarding anymore. <laughs> There's just so much all the time. And it's almost like skating is the easy part. Like everybody can do the hardest, <laughs> yeah. everybody can do the hardest shit, but like it's, you almost have to have a character now and like a brand but then there's people out yeah. there that don't subscribe to that. And you're like, damn, they're just really ill skateboarders. Are there any people that not to put you on the spot, but to put you on the spot, are there any skateboarders that stand out right now that you're really excited about be it local or, or high up? Uh, I don't know, man. I like Ashad. I mean, his style is just great. And yeah. this always, uh, but yeah, I mean, there's just so many people, dude. Like, I mean, ah, uh, one particular, one more particular. Shit, I did. It's so, so hard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because you just everyone's so good at different things. I mean, like my favorite people. I mean, my favorite, you know, skaters are usually the people like I can skate with. So, um, I don't know. Uh, recently, like I don't know. I'd say like he's not just a skater, but he's a BMX dude, Steve Hamilton. I mean, he's just someone who like just always doing something. So it's like people yeah. who are always doing something are the ones that like, I don't know, I'd say are motivate me. You know what I mean? Um, but I mean, he's not really in the pro realm or that we would know of, but yeah, I don't, I shot, man. I, yeah. I love that dude. Jimmy, I mean, Pedro, uh, God, dude, death wish video was so good. That was insane. Yeah. It was like, I get, I'm, I'm at a point now where I get mom feelings when I watch really gnarly skateboarding, like some of the GX stuff. Or Emmanuel Guzman, that like, did you see that into that ditch, that clip that's been going around? I haven't seen that yet. No, Comes out switching. Was, this, he's, he's going like a hundred miles an hour, and I get like, mom, like, I get, I get, I'm like, you're gonna hurt yourself. Like, calm down. <laughs> what do you think about skateboarding in the Olympics? Sure, why not? I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's just, I mean, why it, it's way past two i mean like come on like olympics they're cool but like skateboarding is already a more than olympic thing i mean it's yeah you know people from all, everywhere nowadays like it's not like just because this for you know this thing came along four years every four years that like, you can get a gold medal i don't know i don't know I don't, I don't know it's 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 oddity but at the same time it's like eh, it's overdue eh, hope it's fun for them but that, that kind of lockstep. I mean, skateboarding is obviously a sport now, but I kind of always thought of it more as an art. It's that's like a. It's even, I feel corny even saying that out loud, but there's always kind of a battle <laughs> between art and sport, right? Right. Totally. But part of me is like, totally. dude, go get the money, kids. If you get paid to go skateboarding for your country, but isn't that weird? Because it's the same sport that like you get kicked out of for doing or like arrested just for carrying a skateboard, and now it's the new little league. <laughs> Yes, I'm full agreement. But yeah. I mean, 
Yeah, hopefully it's fun for him. I don't know, man. I mean, I, I, skateboarding already seems to be just bigger than like to me than the Olympics yeah. can be already offered. So it's just another, you know, I guess way to get something, you know, in the eye of the people. Cool. You saw, you, you saw, I started, I mean, I was six when I started. So it was like 88. So, but I mean, if, if you call that really starting, but like first time pushing, a, like a, having a real board. I've seen the peaks and valleys go, like, you know, skateboarding dying off. Do you think it's going to die again like it did in the 90s? No. Yeah, right? I don't no. know either. It's like, I don't know, it's like that our mentality is kind of just like, it's been thrown into the mainstream, I, you know, because I compare kind of skateboarding to that. So I think, like, it's just going to keep growing. I mean, it's just, people are bored, I mean, with conventional things, I think. But... I mean, I'm not trying to like, you know, downplay any other athleticism than anyone else, but I just think that, you know, as time goes on, we'll all have more fun with it and it'll continue to evolve. That's a very Dow way of looking at it. I'm jealous because I'm like, <laughs> I I have this weird, I can't even skate much anymore because I'm just being blown out body. Like I need to come see you for some acupuncture. Um, but uh -huh. You don't have any feelings of like this is our thing. This is our thing. Like, like compared to like mean, co commercial companies coming in, you know, like like uh, oh. uh, and and call it raping yeah. the sport. Oh yeah, I mean you know it's not like it took me a long time to you know cave. I think you know what I mean go so try like a you know brand over like something I know was a more like back in the day skater on, skater operated. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I don't think it's really, I mean, all that bad of a thing. I mean, I'm just like, it. we've gotten to where we are, you know, uh, you know, it's just, as long as everyone's having fun, let's just keep going. Jeez, I, I, need, some of that I need some of that Buddha juice, dude. Like, I really, I'm, I'm, I'm in for Dave Coin. I mean, this is, it speaks volumes about you and your character, sir. It's very... You seem at peace. Oh, what happened? Hey, Max White here. We had some technical difficulties uh, with Dave. Um, so what we had to do is we'd stop filming that night, and then two days later we kind of picked up where we left off. So just going to roll right into it. Uh, take a second to hit that subscribe button below. Thanks a lot for watching, and uh, keep enjoying this episode with Dave Coyne. Thanks a lot. Hell yeah. Part two. Part two, uh, for those that uh, have seen the first Those part, days. we uh, we had some technical difficulties. Um, and so we're back a couple days later um, and just as excited as ever. Uh, my guest tonight is uh, Mr. Dave Coyne. How are you doing today? Doing good, man. Yeah, doing good. Thanks so much for coming back again. This is great. We got some another chance to talk more. Um, yeah, I want to get right into it, Dave. I want to go back to, so we had talked before, we kind of did like a broad <laughs> spectrum, um, like a range of everything that had kind of occurred um, before, but I want to go specifics into, uh, David had written me something, like notes on some, like some, I had some questions and he, he very, very kindly um, sent me um, uh, some answers. And then like, a, a, how do you explain like a story? And it's not a story because it's your life, but um, an outline for kind of how, skateboarding went for you is that an accurate representation i mean yeah like what i've been writing there is just like definitely uh i guess kind of time blind out to like where i don't know i just was just a, a kid in ohio not knowing what the hell i was gonna do in my life to you know 
getting to somewhere way beyond you know you know your wildest dreams and again i mean so yeah um one thing i like we we, we touched on in the first part <clears throat> excuse me um but i want to go i i don't think we touched on the like how did you first meet chad knight um well definitely like sun sports back in the day like yeah, columbus man. had a skate park called sun sports it was just like badass i mean so i mean and it was two hours from where i live but you know i mean when i was there as a kid he was there and if he was there, I mean, it was always just doing ridiculous shit. I mean, like, I swear one of the first things I can remember do, seeing him do when I was like, probably my first time at a skate park was a fucking front foot impossible to tail on this spine curb like ramp that was at the park. And I mean, it was just like, you knew like, oh man, like that, that dude's fucking, you know, people, I mean, it was like a thing then, like, you know what I mean? In skateboarding, in my opinion, because I don't know, he'd just grown up in a different world of it. But, but. He had told you, like, just kind of on the fly when you talk, like, if you ever get out west, hit him up and you can crash with him. Yeah, it was kind of like that, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I can't remember exactly. But, yeah, I wrote I wrote him a letter. Um, I maybe caught him on the phone once or twice and was like, you know, try to get in as much as I could. And then, and then it was just like, ding dong. <laughs> and then, like, him and his girl picked you up from the Greyhound after you had lost all your personal belongings. Everything yeah. other than your skateboard and your backpack, but your travelers check. Like, I didn't. I didn't know about the travelers checks. You had you had seven hundred dollars yeah, total. Those. What's that? I remember oh, them. I like, had them. I remember that. Uh, but <laughs> um, uh, first time I went to Europe, I had like a hundred dollars in travelers checks, and they never came out of my bag. Um, I was sixteen. Um, uh, but so your travelers checks were taken. You had seven hundred dollars total that you had worked up saving to to move out west. You are in a Greyhound that, uh, you know, that the, they were over capacity, so they left your bags on the curb, um, saying yeah. that, that they would be uh, on the next bus going out, and then you never saw them again. Correct. Yeah. And, and it, then, it's, and it's, yeah, it was my but, fault. But what I liked is, like, when you had told me that you had met this, uh, you had met this, like, shaman on the bus, like, the guy that showed you the way. Like, tell me more about him, about this, this, this uh. Yeah, he was just, like, this dude that, like, I'd always wanted to meet, like, you know what I mean? He was, like, this activist. He was, like, a young, like, I don't know, dude, just out, like, I think doing protests. He was, like, you know, telling me things about, like, I was just, like, wow, like, people, you know, like, you know, I, I didn't have any other worries or cares about skateboarding. Like, this guy was, like, just really woke from back then, you know what I mean? And I was just, you know, kind of stoked of, like, ridden along this journey with him on the bus. And uh, I do remember, I know I know his name. Because I wrote it down, I think I I might have got his address, and I mean this is you know I don't know it's just it's ridiculous man it was it was so totally a cool thing just to like. But the way you had told me about it in the message was that you kind of always wanted to meet someone like this, and that resonated with me because I remember like moving out to California when I was seventeen, and like you being a kid from the Midwest as well. Uh, not to presume that we are similar, but in that we are from the same type of area. But you're looking for this like California actor that you'd seen like you know embodied in movies. And the way you had told me right. about him, it's like he's the guy. Like, oh, like he taught just, you how to smoke did, weed from fruit. Yeah. Oh God, it was just joyous, man. Like, dude. Yeah, you haven't got to where I really met my first like weed dealer, my first real. Shop. I got it all. Like, yeah. I, I went through all oh, of it more all. than once. Oh, wow. Okay. We're gonna go cool. through it. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Um, yeah, he was definitely that like slice of something that I was like looking for, you know, and was blessed to find because like he was just an, of a different mind state and just i don't know kind of hopefully you know 
hopefully he's out there doing something great. I don't know. <laughs> I've always wondered. Like he's like one of those people you always wonder about. I remember uh, when I first moved to California, uh, I was with my friend um, and we were driving in the desert and it's like kind of shitty old Jeep and he crashed mm -hmm. it. We were like jumping and crashed it and we were going to go out and do something. I can't remember what we were doing, like going to the hot springs or something, but he had like totaled his Jeep. Right. And like, Ooh, I'm from okay. Michigan. So like, like if, if our car's not running well, like we feel sick, we have this weird, <laughs> You know, it's like Midwest thing where like if the car's not running right, we're not running right. And uh, I remember being like, oh, dude, I was like, I think I was like, I think I have AAA and like, like it'll work. Like I, I can call them. And he's like, dude, what are you talking about? And I'm like, your car is fucking broken. And he's like, we'll deal with it later. And I was like, what? <laughs> and he, like, it didn't even, he was like, dude, we're not going to fuck up the hot springs. Like, like we're not. And I was like, for me, that was my first experience with a California person in that like, like it wasn't immediate it's like what i always thought it would be like but it you know often when you meet something you look forward to it doesn't present itself in the way that it is you know like right, right. and i just remember like like the whole time i'm in the hot springs it was like me him and this girl i think it's maybe some other friends and i was just like dude i need to stop talking about the car it's not even mine why do i even care and he certainly doesn't but like in my mind i'm angling i'm like i wonder if we could get him to like say that it's a side road even though it's a dirt road so that story to me about the guy uh, uh, resonated deeply, and I'm so excited to, <laughs> to talk about cool. that. Cool, cool. Ever man. did you did you ever see that guy again, or any contact afterwards? No, no. He was just a greyhound um, shaman. Yeah, like, and he was like a younger dude. It was just it was just a whole new like ideal system that I'd always dreamt about, like someone being so like free and open and like just caring and doing things for the world rather than just. Having like, you know, I was just, I mean, he, he seriously would just call me Beavis. Like, he was just like, all right, Beavis, let's go, you know what I mean? And like, take the apple and like, I don't know, man, like, just taught me shit. <laughs> now, is this like something like, this is something that happened to me. Like, when I first went from Midwest weed, which we call it Chi-Town Brown, which is like okay. dirt, brick weed with seeds, you'd smoke it, it would pop Mackey. when you're little. Yeah. But then when I went out to California and smoked real weed and like, I, it just put me on my ass. Is that a similar experience yeah. for you? Was has has weed always been kind of present in your life? Yeah, I mean, strangely enough, yeah. I yeah. mean, it's um, but and yeah, it took us a while to actually find like you know, I mean, but there were like there was it was all about what you could buy. You know what I mean? Like for me, like it was just like you know, if someone was like, I don't know, had more money, they would get the chronic. You know what yeah. I mean? Or some yeah. sort of like. I, and, and you know it, you would see buds like you know as they are now like very sporadically like uh you know everything that you know we would see would be sort of okay uh just you know kind of just a bag and just some kind of like broken up brick kind of weed kind of stuff yeah. i don't know it wasn't definitely a different world man in that sense jesus now this, uh this uh, this is something that was interesting to me about this because uh, I would not have known had you not sent me this message. And I, and I keep alluding to it, and uh, I, I want to pull this apart. So before you – when you made the decision uh, – no, no, before you made the decision, you got this idea of moving out west, taking up Chad Knight on his invite to move out west. You did something to convince yourself that you were capable of making big, life-changing decisions. Oh, yeah, dude. Tell, dude, yeah, tell totally. us what, 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 what was that decision. <laughs> It was like a really drunken or like hungover, I don't know, decision. I don't know. I think it was just on my deathbed from a hangover. And so I was like, man. And but at the same time, in the back of my mind, I was like, man, I know if I, you know, kind of make this like, I don't know, take this step, I'll like have the balls to do what I want to do. So yeah, I, I got a Prince Albert at like 
19, like I think, I don't know. It was, I was in Akron, Ohio. It was a, a night, the night before I'd gone out, I think we drank Mad Dog 2020s, like, and I've never been sicker. Like, you know what I mean? And I was just like, next morning, just like, I must've brought it up the night before and people were like, yeah, you're still gonna do this? So I was like, fuck it. You know what I mean? I was just like, I guess I can do it cause I'm gonna do this. And I, even though I probably felt like hell and. I remember it was a bloody mess the next morning after that. Like it was just. <laughs> so wait, but so, so everyone knows what a Prince Albert is and I don't know why it's named Prince Albert, but it's a dick piercing, but which way? Through the, the hole and down the shaft a bit. Like, damn, I don't know. Yeah. Like I don't, I have no idea to this day. Well, like, so like, was like, so that was like your, that's like, okay, if I can do this, I can definitely move to California. Like, yeah, so, it was like one of those things is like, if, if I'm willing to, you know, go take this step, this, you know, endure this pain, like I can, you know, I don't know, I guess take the adventure, like by the storm and fuck. Yes. I, I don't know why I don't, I really can't. There was just, it was that time of like, you, you know, there wasn't mental health back then. <laughs> there <laughs> like, was, there just wasn't called about, that. Like, you know what I mean? Like I, I'd grown up so like Catholic and like just raised in like, mid like middle american normalcy in a way that i was just like i gotta break this shit up and i don't know man sometimes you you know sometimes, sometimes you, you gotta pierce, pierce your dick before you get on a greyhound <laughs> dude did anyone know like once you got to california what you had done um i think eventually or whatever yeah, yeah. but I they didn't mean, know that I mean, it was like the that was like the catalyst for you making the move right so like, i don't think you, yeah i don't think i really was like let you know it was put like that i guess but i don't know probably was i, I can't remember that like yeah. i just know i was like there and i was just I, I, like every day like what am i doing with this but <laughs> hell yeah um okay i'm gonna be looking at my notes here because I, I made notes on what you had sent me and we can edit some of this out but we'll just kind of keep it natural um uh, on that because it's so fun to read about um you had a um uh why two skate rats you'd coined this term can you just briefly describe what that is that is a group i hadn't heard of before thought it was interesting oh no i mean it's, i'm just trying to like i was just you know with this writing or whatever trying to yeah. make up a term that would describe like what it was like the term but you know that two years before like 2000 where y2k hit and, like just how crazy the skate game got and like i don't know just what was going on like you know things were like definitely moving and I don't know, but skateboarding was still like what, I don't know, kept us all together. So it was like, we were the Y2 skate rats. I don't know. Dude, well, I like that because you talked about, like you, you use the word Mecca a lot, like California and the Mecca. And I remember that feeling because, you know, it's pre-social media. So like the only thing we would see footage wise was what would come to the skate shop in like a tape. And it was always of like Point Loma, of like Carlsbad, like all these spots. And Mecca is like a good representation of of, of that. I guess to me, it was like, you know, the palm trees, the, the having the beach right there. Like, you know, I mean, it was just like the ideal of like, you know, living like something like you would see in chips. Yeah, <laughs> it, totally. Just like the line. And it was I'm trying to think what year was the VX invented? 2000 VX 1000 was like, what, 2000, 2001? No, no, I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's earlier. It was invented for I remember the fisheye. The fisheye came out around like before 2000 like you know the death lens yeah so the vx was definitely around before that yeah i i, I misspoke because i know but, i read an article once and it was saying sony made the vx 1000 someone should definitely correct me when they see this um 
but they made it for Desert Storm. So our special operations could carry it in like sandy war fronts and record. Mm. So that's why it's so bomb-proof. That's just what I read somewhere a long time ago. I don't know if that's true. But was the death lens around then? No, it didn't come out till I think later, like 98, end of 98. Okay. Yeah. I just remember like seeing the first time I've seen like – What's that? <laughs> oh, at least that's when I, you know, I first – I remember Shock has yeah. got one around that time and we started filming with it. And... Okay, wait. I'm going to go um, – wait, through this. I'm, again, these are in my notes, so um, – Give me a second here. We'll, we'll we'll cut this together so it's a little bit quicker. Um, what? Uh, okay. I like this one about you had talked about when you first moved there, and then you went to Chad Knight's house. Well, they picked you up from the airport, or sorry, from the bu- uh, bus stop, and then you'd gone to the house, and the house would later become known as like the Cobra House. Yeah, yeah. Now, it one thing I wasn't sure. Like... So they were partying like every night. Um, were you were you drinking at the time or not drinking? No, I was never like a heavy drinker. Like when I first got out there, like it wasn't, okay. you know what I mean? Like I was totally chill. Like I was way more kicked back trying to smoke a bowl, you know, like if, if that, you know, was, if I had enough money for that. So, um, yeah, I don't know, man. It was crazy. Oh, what's, what's, what's his or her name? It was a pirate. Hi, pirate. <laughs> yeah. Or Scott camera shot. What's uh? is there like, I, I like this because you stayed on that. You stayed on the couch for 11 months at the Cobra house, right? Yeah. Is there any like <laughs> advice you'd give to someone now, like 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 uh, uh, like a, a code of guy on the couch? Like any advice you'd give to someone else? Uh, I really just, like how you, you um, talked about how like in the morning you get up before everyone was like when they're all hungover and you would clean the house and then usually go for a skate. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, I would you know just let kindness rule. I mean that's the only thing I could think because it's you know I mean I was I was at the mercy of you know of others at that point you know what i mean just hanging in there and uh i would say you know whatever i could do to whatever help each person i could along you know during that time like i would like i guess i don't know just uh but yeah a lot of times i would clean the house man i would just try to keep things up to par or but i probably didn't even do a good job at it i don't know i was crazy well, i tell you you're talking about like they'd come home like fucked up and then they would like uh kind of like look for something to fuck with and you'd be sober and so sometimes you'd have to like hide in dirty laundry so they'd forget about you yeah man i mean just sometimes it worked i mean there was one time it worked for a long time like I'm, i probably got a good nap and then, and then eventually wait, got found or so who all was that who's all like at the house like uh, uh so you're talking chad and i then who else was all there yeah and then i was trying to say before it was like you walked in the house and then to the immediate right would be like in the middle would be like a room and it was Chad's room. And then to the right of that would have been another room. And that was like Shane and Larry. And then the room over here, I'm sorry, left is the right, but the, okay. So the thing, room to the right would have been, it was, it was Josh Casper and, and like this dude, Brian Holt in one room, Chad had a room. And then these other two dudes had a room, uh, Shane and Larry, Shane Morris and Larry uh, Mullins from, they're both from PA actually. It's fucking cool. And then it was me. And then there was Scott, and then there was Garvey, and then there was. <laughs> you know, and like I you said too, they like they'd come home from the bar, and you'd start hearing like a high pitch. They'd say like, "What Coinmeister?" Yeah, it was and always Coinmeister, Coinmeister, Coinmeister. And like, I don't know, man. It would, I I would just know like, oh shit, like oh shit, they are fucking lit. Like you know what I mean? I need to kind of like stay low key as hell. So that was always the call, the wild. Uh, I also like too, like, what was it like you, you talked about this briefly, but, uh, uh, like 
Josh Casper being the most established, I'd say, of the skaters that you were staying with at that time and like trying to not be a fan, like playing it cool. Um, playing yeah. it cool has never been one of my strong suits. So I, I <laughs> immediately, uh, the story resonated with me. <laughs> but but I, I kind of like how you how you described that to me. Um, if you can share about that a little bit about like, well, yeah, I mean, like, you know, 20 shot sequence or whatever had come out. He had that big part. Like he was kind of like, you know, at the high point of, or the beginning of the high point of his skating. And uh, it was just so random that he lived with Chad and like, he was, you know, he was a nice guy, but like, I didn't want to like try to overkill and try to, I don't know, I guess uh, invade his space ever. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I kind of kept back and like, but at the same time, I was like, oh, my God, like, you know, we'd go skating. And he would do like a fucking tray flip down a double set like instantly. He'd be like, like, what? just it was an it was a haul, you know, what I mean, and like and he was just a different kind of like, dude, you know, what I mean, he was like definitely a different kind of Californian dude. Like, but he had the perfect like blonde bleach blonde hair. It was just I don't know, man, he was a different character altogether. <laughs> was he getting like those big checks back then at that time or was that before? Yeah, I don't think it was that he wasn't that big. Like he had just turned pro. Like when I moved out there, like okay. and it was like on a whim and it was still like a lot of the industry didn't know who Josh Casper was. Like he had just popped up in that blind spot. If I'm correct. I mean, I go little like he had like, you know, there's shot things that we don't know about, like, you know, that he was in probably in videos, but you know, I, that's all I can remember being like, well, this dude rides for, you know, world industries, you know, an umbrella of world industries. And it's yeah. like it's blind for no doubt. Like he kicks it with Krieger and, you know, goes on tour with, like, talks to Rodney, Rodney Mullen. It was like, it was just like a person who was just like, wow. Like, you know, he just seemed more established in the sense of like, I don't know. Uh, I guess he was probably getting a little bit more money too. I don't know. <laughs> did did you ever meet Steve Rocco? No, 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 I did no. not. That's the blind era. Is so fucking insane. I like, it, we didn't talk about that in the first part of this. And then I was thinking, reading what you're saying, I was like, holy shit, I forgot. That was like all when that first started um, with Casper's part. Uh, let me see here. Um, something else you had mentioned too was uh, um, how you first got like noticed um, through Jeff Kula and Jamie Thomas. Yeah. yeah. And so like, was Jamie Thomas. I didn't like, even you... notice whatever. It was, you know, we had known Kula or something. We had met him. He had been through high once and then. I think he brought Jamie through one time. Are you frozen? Yeah, I think it's if it, it, it'll lag a little bit, we'll stop for a second. It's good now. How about now? Is it working? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, um, yeah. We, I just, it was in when I lived in Akron before the Prince Howard. I remember I'd like, you know, <laughs> I, I saw, I we met Jamie Thomas and Cool Up and up skating in uh, Cleveland one day. You know, you know, we were, I don't know what we were doing, whatever, but it was a planned out thing. And then we somehow met Kula and he kind of like come down to Akron and kick it with us. And, you know, I just always kept in touch with Kula. It was crazy. Love that dude. Uh, I don't know. Do you know Kula, by the way? I don't. No, no, I don't. No? I was, okay. when I saw it in here, I was psyched because I, like, I don't know much about, I don't know much about him at all. Yeah. Like, well, he's from Boston. I don't know. Like, it, and I don't know what they were doing. Like, you know, he was a photographer back then. And that was like, a big thing to have like some sort of like photographer from a who who you knew like had stuff published you know come around or whatever so yeah. uh you know we wanted to go kind of see what that was about and that's how we met them one day and uh i think jamie filmed a trick and it was in the transfer video too 
way back then. Man. What was that like? Because Jamie Thomas obviously is known for being like very intense. Um, oh yeah, I mean, yeah. I, like I said, I think I wrote it down. Like the only thing he said to me was like, "You ever been west?" And I was like, uh, "No, I, I mean, I'm like, what do you mean?" Like I was like, "I go west every day if I, <laughs> you know, on the interstate." <laughs> Are you sure he didn't tell you to pierce your dick and then you can move out? That sounds. You know what? That sounds very Jamie Thomas. <laughs> hey, dude, you want to skate for us? You got to pierce your dick and then you can come out west. Yes, sir. Um, all right, I'm just to keep. I'm gonna keep going through it just like we're doing now. Um, fill in at any little part. Um, but okay. I fucking love. I love what you wrote. I'm psyched on it. So. Um, uh, okay, wait. I've got my notes here. Wait, stand by. I'm going through here. Um, uh, wait, one second. What about? Um, okay, so fast forward to Cobra House, right? Um, yeah. You talked about like the first session you went to was Point Loma, right? That was the first. Yeah. So uh, it was like my first Saturday or something like that. Yeah. We had talked about a little bit in the first part, but I kind of want to expand on this more because I've been thinking a lot about it what were what was like filming like back then was it because you had talked like like i noticed in this that you know when you first got noticed I, I think it was like what switch front three was that and you didn't wait for anyone to film it wait oh well yeah no i think it was i think i, was, I did a switch flip like it, that was uh washington school yeah 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 at washington school yeah and so you you had this like attitude which i, I fucking love that you like you you didn't even think that like anyone that you, you deserve to be filmed. You were just skating to skate, like throw your bones down, something to do it. Yeah. Like it was yeah. like, Oh my God, I'm at this spot that like you've only seen in videos and you, you know, you know that like pros have skated and you're just like, Oh my God, like I I'm in like this, this like, you know, tear it down and you're just, you want to tear it up. <laughs> do you remember that feeling though of like when they're like, dude, you didn't let me film it. Like, can you go back to when you first realized like, fuck, they want to point a camera at me. Um, I don't know. I mean, well, do you mean like just in general? Like, when was the time when I said don't film? Or wait, I'm trying to think. Like, no. I, so I guess specifically what I'm asking is like when you did that. So when you switch front side flip down that um, Washington at Washington, and then I think you'd wrote. And again, I, I don't have it right in front of me. It's, it's a little bit lower down in my notes. But basically, you were you were, you just did it to to do it. Did it to do it. But then they're oh, like, yeah. "Oh, we want to film this." Like, do you do you remember that feeling of being like, "I'm I'm I'm one of them." They want to they want to film. No, because it. it wasn't at that point. Like that was like you know it was my first weekend, and I was like, "There's no way." Like, you know, what I mean, there was too much uncertainty. It was only it was just get it. It was just like it was like don't worry about you know what they're doing. Just do you. You know what I mean? Yeah. I guess was my motto. Like, Fuck yeah. You know, live each spot like to its fullest because you never know when you have to go fuck home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um what about uh so like this one session um uh you really like, never will forget seeing SD legend Marcel Johnson Nally hard flipping and talking about quaaludes like these like <laughs> that was the first that was my first session in San Diego honestly and that was like again like just I mean everybody who I would have known for the next 11 years was all there in one day like just uh and it was just amazing to see like the way different ways people skated and like, I mean, Marcel, especially, I mean, just like popping like stuff where it was just like, 
what like what what's going on out here like what are they doing it's different and, and then him him you know just being so just like what up dude just so relaxed and just being like like i don't know if he was joking about the quaaludes he just thought it was funny but yeah yeah he was always saying that it was like his catchphrase back then or something <laughs> i don't know him and chad would vicker like oh duh, duh. like dude you know, just it was just ridiculous man and so, like, in that same sense, you talk about the session where it's like two of my favorite skaters, Tyrone Olsen and Canteen Russell, where they're alongside Dave Mayhew, Dan Connolly, Aaron Snyder, and Brian Emmers. Yeah. Like, who gets an intro to Southern California like that? I, 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 believe me, man, I was, like, um, tripping. Like, you know what I mean? It was, like, <laughs> it was just, it was insane, man. Like, I can't. Sometimes when you see skateboarding, like, in videos and you see it in person, it doesn't do it any justice. And then sometimes the opposite can be true. You're like, oh, right. you know, like, was it just pure mayhem when you saw it, like, the first time, like, in real life? Oh, was yeah. It what, I mean, was it what you thought it would be, or is it way more? Oh, way, way more. And, I mean, it was, like, it was scary more. Like, you know what I mean? Because, like, you know, I, we, I had, some, you know, people I've grown up with, we, we skated, and but it was just a different level out there. Like, you know what I mean? Especially, like, I mean, like I'm saying, like, I saw – small like just skating by and doing like front blunt fucking kickflip out like it was like you know eating a ham sandwich like on I don't a bike know. rack yeah scary <laughs> and just like i'd never seen a bike rack on its side flipped over like i'd never seen anything like that before i mean these the benches that they skated like it was just it was different man but it was a fun little spot you also talked about too like that and this is something i guess i never thought of before all this in I've skated LA a lot more than I've skated in San Diego, but the schools didn't have fences around them. So you could just drive up and be on the spot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. man. And so like, what was, there was no bus. They didn't give a shit. I mean, they, it was a bus, but I mean, it was like, you would just go to the other side of the thing. And then yeah. I, it would just like, people would just invade back over to like, you know, the, especially I remember Korea, like not Korea, Crawford, maybe it was a Crawford school where these benches, like, you know, people would always get kicked out or whatever. But before, you know, it didn't have a fence and like there was a seven out in the front that a lot of people skated. Uh, and, you know, it was just you could just mob around schools back then. Like you didn't I don't know. You didn't have to hop a fence. It was crazy. <laughs> so much better. Insane. <laughs> um, okay, wait, I'm just going to I hope this works for you. I'm just going through the notes I made. I'm asking you about it because this is so sick. Um, uh, wait, OK, wait. The I love this part. There's nothing like waking up in February to warm Santa Ana winds and California sunshine, especially when you have no agenda but to skate. Like that, I remember that first time under a California sky. Like I remember being like, "This is the place of eternal nice day." <laughs> like, I mean, I wish I could so, convey that to everybody if I were a better speaker or a writer. But the way you wrote it there, like it made me remember that. And do you think? Now, do you think back then, because everything isn't so instant, there's no social media back then, and it was all just kind of like video capsule, that change in that culture shock, I feel like it would have been a lot more shocking then than it would be now. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, there's so many more outlets to find what you're looking for with, you know, yeah. social media and just technology. So it's like, yeah, I mean, you know, waking up that first morning was like nothing else. I'd ever, you know, could have comprehended because it was like, it was just that awesome and beautiful and just, 
it's February. And you're like, this, how can this happen? How can this be happening? Just a t-shirt. <laughs> like, and you like, you, you left, you like, you got on that bus in Ohio in February and got out there. Like, like there's not a better month to make that change. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like, and it's over February's there. Um, back to Cali. Can you remember uh, this? And this might be a stretch, but like you talked about the first morning you woke up, you'd kind of woke up and then you, you would just clean the house to kind of do your part of being the guy on the couch. But then you talked about going skating that morning. Like, like do you remember that? Can you like this, that feeling of like the freedom of it, of just going for a cruise in Southern California? Blue skies, man. Clouds, just warm air. Uh, just this like, kind of like a different dryness that you know i'd never experienced you know what i mean just with the wind on the face and just i would say uh the colors i mean god there's just so many different colors and palm trees and just like you're it, 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 oh man it, it's you want to take it slow but you want to just keep going as fast as you can and just take it all in i mean it's fucking it was awesome man like and uh, I, I love, I love it. I like how we talked about how, but you, you take all that in, you drink all that life in and that change from where you're from. And then you go back to the house and everyone's still sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, do, do you guys not know? If, yeah. What, well, we get, I mean, not, but you know, a California blue sky is indescribable. Like, <laughs> um, uh, talk about this. This is a, I really like, so Religion played a big part in your life, and and does it does it still? I mean, I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't say I'm religious anymore. Well, you, I mean, I but, guess you you had mentioned being like, Catholic and moving out there, and you'd still yeah. go on to church on Sundays. So like the yeah, church, yeah, the Church yeah. of Cobra House on Saturday night, and then the Catholic <laughs> Church on Sunday morning. Like, yeah, I mean, it's it's almost typical, but I mean, yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't know. I, I don't really, I don't, I just stay in one bubble now. So I don't, yeah. I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I, I Are don't you know. like, cause you only had like one, you only had like one set of clothes because you had lost your bag on that transit and then you had borrowed yeah. clothes from Chad, I believe. Right. Or he'd given you some, oh, yeah. uh, some maple gear. Um, yeah, well, but like paint the picture of church. Chad. Are you just going in there with like, like fucked up t-shirt from skating all the time and just, no, I don't know. I might have like tried to look presentable, but you know, what I mean, I definitely was with the skateboard. Like, you know, what I mean, like, I don't know, just in which was, you know, probably weird even back then for people, or was probably real weird for like some weird rat, like skate rat walks in. Like, yeah. I don't know, man. Uh, Can, is there was there a reason that you just stopped going to church eventually? Uh, I mean, you just kind of wake up to, I think a light beyond what you know society has created and um i you know a lot of it is you know more of a Taoistic approach to everything i mean yeah. just uh we're nature we have to you know we live in it we are a part of it we're part of everything so i mean it's you know just knowing that like you know you don't really need to focus on a like i believe like a god or a religion as far as like you know to have to know your soul like i think you know you just i don't know you need to be open to the light and let your own light shine i guess i don't know <laughs> now is that like you were raised in a religious household pretty yeah yeah okay. like they drink the kool-aid i like to say yeah <laughs> i always struggle with this myself because like i 
I'm not religious. I wasn't raised religious, but I almost feel like how nice it would be to be religious because you don't have to think anymore. Like, like it's just <laughs> it, like faith is the suspension of critical thinking. Like you can just give it up to yeah. the, the almighty. Yeah. 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 It's true. But I mean, but then, but you know, Catholicism, they, they get you that, that Catholic guilt and that just, yeah. you know, and, it just, and then you're, you're just, you're just not, you're always just kind of bagging on yourself. It's just like, dude, I don't know, man. It's, I don't want to say anything bad about the way what, you know, if love is what you're preaching, you know, or if love you're teaching, like, I don't mind what you're preaching, but there's just, I don't know, so many things that have happened where you're just like, I don't, I don't like organized religion much. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to make a Catholic church joke, but I'm not going to. I'm better than that. <laughs> There's a, have you seen the movie Spotlight? Yeah, it's uh-huh. a true story that the Boston Globe they basically uh, they uncovered the the Catholic Church and all the assault oh. going on, and they uncovered all the the Catholic Church basically um, systematically moving uh, churches around or moving priests around that priests. were okay. molesters to hide yeah. them from the law. And uh-huh. I found out the church that where I'm from that we used to skate is one of them. It's in the end of the movie. Jesus, yeah. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> How ugly of a kid I was. <laughs> Could have been diddled. I got I got no story. They didn't, they didn't come up to old ugly Max. I yeah, I never got diddled either. So yeah. I mean, we could start a club. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna keep going down the side. I like this. Um, uh, what? Um, this is kind of on the topic. What? You kind of talked about roles in skate teams, like 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 the first time you met a team manager, right? Like it was Maple Team. I think it was a Maple Team. <laughs> yeah. Like before you talk about that specifically, was there like, did you think that these guys like did skateboarding seem like a real job to you? Like not for you personally, but from what you thought of Chad and these other guys, like going to be like? Well, I mean, yeah, there was a lot. I thought it was a lot more. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, I, I figured Chad was like you know somebody different for sure <laughs> like because i thought he was about like you know like i don't really about skating you know what i mean like all the time like because that's just where i was in life but and then you know meeting ed dominic the first time it was just like you know you think with being a photographer and wanting to shoot photos of people skating you'd want to like breed the skating you'd want to like push it but it was like there was never like this rush it was just kind of like eh, la-di-da where <laughs> Yeah, and you, I don't know, man. And you had talked about like uh, 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 back then it was like you know to be a photographer is one thing. You're shooting real film, which you got to be on your A game when you go to skate. Like you had said in the in the first part, which I'm gonna keep referencing, and people have already watched by now. So fuck them if they don't like me repeating it. But uh, uh, basically, you knew shit was going down if there was rolls of film on the ground when you show up to a spot. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know. But then what I also like is you mentioned that like like to be a good photographer was one thing, but the photographers had to know have a good relationship with the magazines. Oh yeah. I would think. I mean, back then, I mean it just seemed more core. Yeah. Like, you know, what I mean, there like, you know, there was always like, I don't know, or maybe I just never paid attention to I mean, I thought, yeah, I mean, it was definitely certain photographers work for certain companies, you know what I mean, or certain mags, like in you know, it, it was just, I don't know, it was, I learned a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but. Do you have any, um, like, skate photos that stand out, like, to you that's just like, oh, like, I know I'd asked you last time, like, um, 
any clips that you were there, like legendary tricks, spots you're there, any skate photos to you that always kind of go out like that. You're always like, Oh, I was there. Or you remember doing. Oh yeah. I mean, um, let's see. Shit. Uh, I remember seeing Mark Johnson. I was there the day Mark Johnson switched tray flip the La Jolla double set. I, I remember like, yeah, it was like, I forget what it was for. Um, might've been an old America ad or, I don't know. I forget where he was on what, uh, what you know what I mean. But it was switch tray flip. There's a brick double set, uh, three flat three in La Jolla, and it was pretty famous. Like I think you know what I mean. Like a lot of people skated it. Um, I know, like picture of me. I think you know uh, with Mike Burnett doing like a nose grind down this like beach hubba onto the sand with like wood we had gotten there somehow. I mean that was. I don't know, like one of the, my favorite photos that you know Wait, that's ever also, been part of. That clips in that clips in Black Hat, right? What? The the down the hubba that goes down the sand with the wood? Is that what you're no, I think that's in tactical. I think it was in oh, tactical damn. manual. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um that spot looks rowdy. Just the fact that you looked at sand and you're like, let's get some wood. Do you remember again? Where do you get the wood from for that? I'm gonna I'm gonna ask the nerd. Those are things where I'm like, I still I can't remember. Like I remember you just make calls and like, you know what I mean? Be like Hey, can someone get a truck and you know, blah blah? You would just try to line it up, and yeah, somehow, like you know, Snow or somebody or Cody would somehow end up showing up with a van or a truck full of stuff. And I don't know, there was, there was like, I don't know, I only skated that thing a couple of times, and it was fun. But one time I got to see John Cardio try to nose slide it, and it was he was there that day, I believe. It was so amazing. <laughs> Damn, what about ethics like spot ethics? Like, uh, I always associate that more with the like, East Coast. I always think of like Ricky Oyola and like no wheels. Well, let's just flesh. say I had none. <laughs> 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 let's just say I was like, hi, glad to meet you. Probably talked to you too much. Probably snaked you. Probably like, I don't know, you know, in the beginning, because I didn't know any better. But yeah, there were definitely ethics. <laughs> Youthful exuberance. <laughs> oh, I remember never go when the plane is flying over. That's so funny because sound on the audio. Yeah, because I was using like everyone like, <laughs> and it was the sickest trick, but it, you got to do it again. Do you remember how you learned that specifically? Did you fuck up? Did you land something while while it was happening? No, I think you know what I mean. I would just notice, uh, or you know that you know people wouldn't be filming. Like you know, what I mean, everyone would kind of just like i don't know kind of huddle in an area or whatever while the planes were going over it was like the chill time like plane would be going over like korea i think and like the point loma they'd go over and like chill for like a second get a drink of water and then be back up the stairs or i don't know man sounds sick <laughs> okay wait uh wait, going down um this. wait keep going through um this is a weird this is this is i'm just i'm gonna call it this is a dumb question what was the difference in food when you moved from Ohio to California? Was that shocking? Um, totally. I mean, av avocados, quesadillas. Uh, what else? Uh, just salsa in general. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What the fuck is quesadilla? <laughs> you can burrito that. I mean, it was like you know, I mean, everything was like life turned into a burrito. <laughs> but besides all the peanut butter and jelly that I lived off of, I'm sure. 
Yeah, I like that you're talking about how like basically you had budgeted where you're uh, you were on like the five PG and uh, PB and J's a day, but then just so you could have good weed to smoke. Yeah, and that wasn't even the good weed. It was just yeah. to get some some sort of weed. How much did weed cost back then? I wonder. Um, I don't remember. We'd get like either twomps or like you know what I mean, like so like you get either like a, a like a nickel. Like a twenty? I don't know a twenty. Yeah, twenty. Like a twomp or. You know, and the eighth is always around fifty. I don't know. Yeah, that's what. Okay, I feel like it's the same thing. It's not crazy. It's not like the early nineteen hundreds where it's like two bits, <laughs> <laughs> like that Willie Nelson thing. I remember when a dime bag was a dime. <laughs> um. Uh. Wait. That's what I'm uh, wait. Um. You see Brian Reed? Okay, so I went in depth, right? I I went in depth on the D three. Okay. Okay. After we okay. had talked two days ago. <laughs> I went down the rabbit hole because uh, I apparently in a documentary I watched and some other things I read, it was not a lotto that I was told it was. There's actually quite some contention between who got credit for it, Mayhew or Brian Reed. Right. Um, either way, it's a fucking ugly shoe. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're a rave though, dude. It's awesome. I know, dude. You're, like, if you're just like, you can like. <laughs> You can hang your pacifier off of it. It's perfect. <laughs> but they like, did you skate the D three a lot? No, I mean I skated like maybe the ones I didn't never skated the ones with the lace loops. I didn't like it. I mean, yeah. and it, you know, and it just kept getting bigger and bigger. It was like, I don't know. I, I liked a more simple shoe. I guess I don't know. Yeah. But a lot of controversy there. That yeah, shoe. Dude, I didn't. I didn't know. Like the all. I just watched this Brian Reed documentary they put out with Vice and like Mayhew's in it for a little bit, but it was. Uh, it was interesting. Like uh, I remember though, because my skate shop that I grew up working at, we got the originals, not the two thousand ones. Like they were just like the first ones coming out, and I was just like ew, and like everybody was like ew, like no one bought that shit, and then they took it off. And then in that documentary, they talked about like how in 2001 they brought it back, and that's when all the rave kids would come in and buy it. And like, I, I remember that. I remember like that specifically. Um, was there. Fred Durst, man, I think dropped it like some Limp Biscuit video. It was just like. Yeah, that's what they're saying. Like, I remember like it was back in that era. I mean, something was going on. Could you. So, like, similar to SB now, where like all the Nike riders sell their Nike SB shoes to like pay rent. Sorry, guys. Um, were people doing that to Osiris <laughs> I'm an eight. as I'm well? An eight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, were you like? So wait, I'm, were I'm you, sorry. Were you, what's up? What's it? What's the question again? I'm sorry. Were you trunking? Were you selling D threes oh, to parent? No, no, I wasn't. I mean, is that like I, a no, or is that like a no? Like my, it was. It's a. What were you thinking? No, like like. Uh, hell yeah, I should have been. I mean, yeah. I think I sold a pair one time at a demo to some like. Like this, like Mexican dude was like, "Oh, my kid really wants those." Blah blah, and I was like, "You know, I made a game of price." He said fifteen dollars. I said, "Sure." Like yeah. I was just like, "I don't know. I'm never gonna skate these." Like, I have to make a kid happy. I don't know. Like, but yeah, <laughs> those things, dude. Those D threes were with that kid all the way through his drug habits. <laughs> you enabled them. Okay, <laughs> we'll move off of the D three. I've talked enough about it, but I'm interested. <laughs> Um, do you remember, uh, yeah, cause you wrote it. Um, <laughs> yeah. do you remember, wait, there's something I really, my notes suck Can on I this iPhone. I can't believe you read all that. 
dude, I wrote, I, I love this shit. I did. I'm psyched. Um, I'm trying to go all the way up to the storm and then just be like, that's it. To, to be continued. Oh, talk about, okay. Uh, I don't want to give that guy any credit. <laughs> I was going to ask you about Danny Way. One D way, man. <laughs> yeah, that dude. Wow, he's something. Um, ooh, okay. Yeah, th- this will be broken in parts. First time you met Chad Muska. Oh, yeah. That was that day at the Washington School. Damn. And it was just like, I don't know what to compare it to, but it was just like this, like, I don't know, this other thing showed up. This, like, I don't know, man. I think, you know, he had probably a ghetto blaster. I mean, it was like, it was for real, like what you would expect. Like, it was no not a letdown at all of how much like fun that dude brought around. You know what I mean? It was just I don't even know who all was with him, like what homies, but you know, I remember people like you know, sitting over on this fucking table, like smoking something, and they were like, Hey, you wanna hit this? And I was like, There's nothing more in the world I wanna do, but I you know, I, I kinda wanted to stay skating and you know, but it was just like I, I can't believe like I got asked this smoke weed with the Moscow and I said no like oh man <laughs> and Moscow was ahead of his time in like more than one reason uh like oh, he yeah. skated with a COVID mask long before COVID was even a thing yeah fucking so sick um next level shit dude did you skate for did you skate for pig wheels uh they just flowed me stuff and that was like you know what I mean from and then from pig is how I kind of got on the foundation Okay. You know what I mean? Like, because, you know, I remember going down to like Tom Yeto and we'd see like Mark Waters and like uh, Josh Beagle and they would, you know, you know, he was always giving Chad stuff. And I don't know, Beagle was so funny, man. Like, I remember he like, you know, eventually would just blow me like a wheel or some wheels or so. And then, you know, they'd give him to Chad. I remember we filmed, I think I had a couple clips in the pig video and like maybe they felt like, hey, we'll throw, throw this guy off some wheels every, you know, month or so. And so that was really kind of like, I guess, one of the first things with the, with pig so but i and but i mean once i hit mate it's like changed to maple it was like i mean of course tom yoto is not going to be allowed anything to do with want to do with me so it's like yeah i don't know and of course i didn't know what i was doing so it was it's all good though <laughs> that's fine. that was a lot that was a lot i'm sorry i uh no definitely rambled i love that <laughs> no i, I want it. i'm i'm going i'm asking you every nerdy question that young me would ask you so if, uh, i apologize in advance um <laughs> This whole time, this whole time, like the 11, of the, wait, you were out there for, you were at Cobra House for 11 months and that, you were in, in San Diego for 11 years, right? Yeah, yeah. So how, of all this time, how much of that time were you working at rallies or like a fast food job? Oh, to- that, I mean, uh, that only lasted probably a month or two. Cause I think into April, April, I think, yeah. Yeah. It only lasted like two months. Cause I was terrible at the job and I hated yeah. it. But I mean, it was, it's just so crazy that I met like this one dude, Rich, and his like brother Chris, and this whole gang of dirt rats that I don't know, which still homies. Like, yeah, and you had mentioned too that you had like you'd sometimes skate with those guys, but then sometimes you go skate with like the Cobra House guys and like the heavy hitting crew. Yeah, it's kind of like two different worlds. Oh yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. Was. was it weird bouncing back and forth and like no, did those I guys, mean, like, the dirt rat dudes, did those guys recognize that you were an up and coming to be pro soon? No, I don't, I don't know if we, I mean, I think they just respected that I was there. Like, I mean, they just took me in like, cause they were younger than me. I think most of these dudes and like, um, 
you know, but they were from there, like the neighborhood and like, they just, we, I don't know, man, they, uh, I wouldn't say we, you know, there was no expectations, you know what I mean? It was just doing what you were doing and it eventually grew. So I don't know, man, they, they definitely, it was, it was definitely a different world, like for sure, but it was more fun. Like sometimes with these dudes, cause it was just, they were just, you know, go and skate like something weird, you know what I mean? And wild, like, and just, you know, when, when you went skating with like Chad and then it was like spots, you know what I mean? It was definitely different and yeah. I don't know. But I, and I enjoyed both worlds. We can say that. Hell yeah, that's sick. You still keep touch with those guys? Uh, yeah, a couple of the dirt rats for sure. Did what music was like a big part of your life back then? Any bands in particular? Oh yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I definitely grew up. You know, I'd say like in uh, like Chili Peppers, Violent Femmes, and then you know gravitating more into like uh, you know when it came to hip hop, like you know De La Soul and like eventually like Wu-Tang and um, and then from there, you know, I mean, I, I didn't really listen to too much heavy metal, but um, you know, it, it was, I, I guess I, I like a, a range of everything. So, yeah. and back then, like those, like, you know, I remember the far side, like whatever, you know, you'd learn about from like 411s and stuff, like, you know what I mean? Those, that was kind of like the rabbit holes you would chase, like, you know what I mean? For when it came to music back then, I think. Like now it's weird because yeah. like skateboarding has borrowed so much from hip hop, but now it's almost backwards. You know, like hip hop is like totally on the skate style. It's been for years now. Um, and now it's like they're interchanging. You've got like, you know, clips of Virgil uh, Abloh, whatever, the Louis Vuitton, creative, Louis Vuitton creative director skating and like skating is so cool now. But like was hip hop like were, were you guys hanging out with any like rappers back then, like in San Diego? Or was it as close to this oh, as now? Uh, I mean, or just I Moscow. Had a crew. <laughs> um no i mean it was like i remember like tyrone had a crew like you know the constructive Rockets, like they were like this rap group that was you know they were just like you know i guess kids that moved there and were, were doing their hip-hop thing and uh you know they were also like there's another crew in like claremont like you know they in the the two i guess the hip-hop world and the skateboarders kind of intertwined a lot because for sure you know people people like just a party you know so yeah um uh trying to think who or what you know i mean i didn't really say i'd met anyone like famous in hip-hop until like years later when osiris was, was around and they did a you know one of those what a convention parties or whatever like they used to have like and asr it was yeah it was an asr and i went to those i remember yeah. hieroglyphics played at like one of the osiris parties and i was yeah. like sick yeah <laughs> live like you know but I was never like, you know, a big, huge music fan, like where I would go to like shows and stuff. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's weird. Was there like one particular story with Osiris that it was like either with a celebrity or like a big musician that like an Osiris appearance you guys had, uh, was at the same time of, or. No, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think I can remember. I mean... uh, you're from the Midwest. You move out West, you become a pro, right? You're, you're part of that group now going back to the Midwest. Like what, <laughs> What was that feeling like, like touring through the place where you used to be the kid on the other side of the, uh, of the banners? Like, um, what was it like to be on the other side? From being um, a spectator to being the one that's, you know, that's skating. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, try, I hope the thing I was, I tried to stay humble about things, but I mean, it was definitely, I mean, it, it was just such a party by the time like you know things really started you know we still really started touring it was like 
you didn't really think about it. You just kept rocking, man. Uh, like it, uh, you know, I can remember like going back, you know, seeing my, you know, home, like totally as a different place, like just as like a really, you know, slow moving environment and like very, you know, backwoods almost, you know what I mean? It was just, you know, through the life that I was living out in California, you know what I mean? Like there was definitely like a, wow, this is, you know, totally different, two different worlds. But uh, I don't know. Skating wise, I think I was almost always stoked to see, like come home though, to see like old spots though at the same time. Like, I don't know. It's weird. It's a weird one. <laughs> Did you ever get to bring like pros back with you to go see your spots? Oh, definitely. Yeah, well, there was a couple of uh, Osiris trips where we stopped through and uh, got to hit some of my hometown spots, which were still there at the time. I mean, they're it's gone now, man. Like my <laughs> stomping ground has been just tore up. Yeah, yeah. Any spots stand out that when you're a little kid, you then you saw like people on the team with you on Osiris go through, and you're like, "Fuck, I should have done that there." Mm. I, I just remember seeing like when Zoo first came to my hometown, we went to like just the standard, like it's kind of like a flat bar uh, rail, but like yeah. in a street spot. And okay. I'd never seen anyone skate it without plywood. <laughs> and then you take like the, I think it's probably the 1999 Zoo team and like everyone was eyeing it up from the flat. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, like just seeing everyone skate it properly. I want to say Jeff Pang got on it and just like, not, they weren't even filming. They were just fucking around. Like, I was just like, wow. Like the, the levels just ratchet um, up. Well, yeah. I mean, anytime like Tyrone was around, I mean, just, uh, um, I don't know, man, it was, you just never knew what to expect. I mean, yeah. it was just, everyone at the time was so like, uh, like aggressively, like trying to like do something that, you know, it, we were all just hyped and I guess trying to take it to the next level every time or everywhere we went. I don't know. Financially, what was it like back then? Was it just felt like everything was taken care of? You didn't have to worry about it. Were people saving money, or I mean, everyone's different. But what was like the general vibe? No way, man. <laughs> no way. There was no saving money. Like yeah. it was, you know, you were spending. By the time I was making good money, I was spending you know half of it on rent, and then you know the rest on alcohol. I mean, you were just partying. Like it was definitely. Uh, um, I mean, but then I guess there were other people who were like, you know, Mayhew was probably. I'm sure he was saving or like Matias was saving. And like, I'm sure people did save, but like, you know, as, as like things got bigger and like people, you know, kind of like drifted apart, uh, it definitely changed. Like, you know, what, I guess, you know, where money was going, but yeah. I don't think anyone was saving that much. I mean, unless you were making a bunch, like Dave Mayhew, seems, some, Dave Mayhew seems like a guy with a 401k for sure. <laughs> I hope so. Was there a disparity like once the D3 popped off and like the uh again, don't know, but are shoe royalties given individually? Like that if one shoe's doing great, the whole team's not doing great. Like that's how it is now. Was it like that back then? Um I yeah, I think you know I mean like if that person's shoe was doing good, that individual was doing really good. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? So Yeah, but I mean and then, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I never had the, the honor of having a shoe, so I, I don't know. I couldn't really say firsthand. I mean, I, I hope they were getting what they were worth, you know? Yeah. But was there a disparity in that, like, the people that didn't have pro models on the shoes, like, obviously were living different than the people with it? <laughs> like, maybe he wasn't well, like, flying yeah, on a like private jet, like, was know, he? I could, I, I could afford to live with three other people. You know what I mean? Like, Chad could afford to live by himself. 
Gotcha. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and yeah. And then you could have, yeah, I don't know. I just picture like a D3 shaped private jet. Like, <laughs> is that not how it was? Is that... Um. Okay. Uh, this is going back a little bit though. Once you were out there for a little bit, you had kind of told your parents you're like, everything's cool, right? Like I'm, I'm fine. You didn't mention anything about losing the bus ticket or losing your traveler's checks, losing all of your personal belongings on that Greyhound yeah. bus. But now but when you finally told the truth to your parents, they offered you a deal to come back. Oh yeah. Yeah. What was the deal? It was, it was basically that perfect like college experience. Like, you know, you don't even have to work. We'll, you know, we'll come back. And I think they'd already sold my car by that point. So like, you know, they were like, we'll get you another car. It'll be, you know, you can, you, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll send, you'll, you'll, you need your education. You know, they, they wanted me to be educated. And <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I was like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I like when you're saying that, like, uh, you kind of played it cool, like not telling them it's kind of more protecting them, you think, or was it kind of a way for you to. Well, we, I mean, dude, I can only imagine what they were thinking. Like where they're like, where did he go? Where did my <laughs> son go? <laughs> He's on the floor of the Cobra house. Did they know that you pierced your dick? Well, no, <laughs> not something I brought up at Christmas. No. Uh, <laughs> I'm on the floor of the Cobra house in dirty laundry and my dick's pierced. That would be so cool. That would be so So sick. It was. Yeah. I'm going to keep going. Um, Oh, all right. So uh, everyone's out of town for the Tampa Pro, right? And then uh, it's your 20th birthday. Yeah. Who takes so, you on a special trip to TJ? He, Josh Casper is like, hey, it's popping off at TJ tonight. You want to go? And I was probably like, eh, and probably, you know, it's my birthday. I had a beer and I was like, fuck it, I'll go. You know what I mean? And it was TJ. <laughs> Tijuana. <Yeah. laughs> Dude, that shit goes. Like you when you when you wrote that in there of like revolution and everything, it was like, whoa, like. I lived in PB for like a few months and I remember going down there and I had like a blown knee. So I was doing rehab on my knee and uh, I went down there thinking that I'd be fine. on like crutches and like, <laughs> you don't want to be on crutches down there. Like you can't participate in the fun. And I remember like dudes coming up to me and being like, Hey, hombre, you want to see a donkey show? <laughs> like, you see like a devil appear and then an angel appear on my shoulder, but then the devil knocks the angel away. <laughs> Like, yeah, man. I mean, TJ is uh, it was beyond. Like, I mean, I don't know. I can only imagine what it's like now. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> well, probably oh, quiet now, but bless ah. that place. Um, how often? Because you guys were you were lit. Wait, your house was where? Is that in Mission Beach? College area. College area. So like, that's yeah. Um, you know, it wasn't. It was like El Cajon Boulevard. In between El Cajon and University, so it was uh, right by SDSU before El Cajon or La Mesa. Okay. It was like before La Mesa, you know what I mean? In that area before La Mesa and like, I don't know, the the canyon area or whatever. Uh, Mission, Mission Hills, no. Shit, I can't remember this name now. Anyway, it's been a long time, but it was this little pocket right by SDSU. It's not past Point Loma, is it? 
No, it's east. It was okay, like off the you, eight. Um, so how long? Like how many minutes from your to Cobra House to like TJ? Uh, maybe like 25, 30 minutes at the most. So like in New York City, there's like all these bars here that like skate careers have been thrown away in. Like you think TJ is probably equal in the amount of careers thrown away there for skaters that <laughs> move to Southern California and fall in love down there? Oh yeah, I mean, pre nine, pre nine eleven, so you could go across the border willy nilly. They didn't care. I remember, I remember that. Yeah. Like, oh god, I wish I could package that and sell it just to feel in a way. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's just <laughs> <laughs> walking over and just. And I remember like the don't piss in the street in TJ. Like that was the thing. Like if you got caught, you get rolled. Yeah. Don't drink the water. Don't don't get caught pissing in the streets. Don't buy any drugs. Yeah. Like don't yeah. don't try to like smoke any weed or anything like that. Like that was the three rules. Yeah, but like did you like what was the board change like like coming up through the ages? I mean, did you go wide early or did you go wide late? Um, I don't know. I mean, I run eight two fives. You know, I mean I think I always just tried to ride what was comfortable. I remember I would back in the day switch out like if I knew what I was gonna do like you know, a, like a bigger gap or whatever, I would maybe bump it up to like you know, an eight and a half or something like that or i forget like because I, I usually wrote about a seven three quarters back then and then i think it was seven uh, i don't know i remember there was another board that i would put on when i was like i would want to try to skate if i knew i was gonna skate something bigger just because it you know like look bigger you could just stick your feet throw it up and stomp it down easier i don't know yeah. okay <laughs> but this is the most important question i'll ask you you ready sure Mob or Jessup? Oh, Jessup. Definitely have a... Fuck! <laughs> yeah. The cool answer. Why? <laughs> I mean, I've just never really used much mob. And I mean, yeah. I like the idea of it, but... Uh, but I mean, dude, like, I can't say... I mean, dude, I'll ride anything. I mean, like, look at, look at this. I mean, I did this the other day. <laughs> Holy, what little kid did you steal a skateboard from? <laughs> I'm shaking my other one. I'm just kind of like really into like just finding weird shit on Amazon and getting it like this close in the dark. Like, <laughs> wait, what board is that? Turn it over. This is a, a local. It's a nine ways out. It's Hell just yeah. A, wait, are those like indies? Fresh, fresh sticker jobs on there. That also um, is a man. That, yeah, oh, I that, am riding indies. This episode is gonna, this this episode is sponsored by Slizza, by the way. I'm putting that out there. We are Slizza. I still need to put it on. I haven't done it yet. You haven't Slizza your Slizza. Uh uh-uh. uh. My Slizza stick it. is just a stick. Are those oh, wait, are those back wait, did you always skate indies or anything else? Or whatever. No, usually I always ride Thunders, but uh Oh Thunders, they were ventures then. Okay, I was wrong. About how I lost my board, like my, popped out of my trunk. Yeah. And I lost it and that had like thunders on it and then i went to the skate shop the next day and the only trucks they had were these indies and i was like i'll take them and uh yeah they're good man i mean i need to get bushings like i'm always like dude is that how loose you ride your trucks yeah because like i mean i need better bushings dude the matt you got matt rodriguez trucks over there that's crazy they're not that bad man that's not day one level yet dude that dude's like whoa i mean it's do you know that i I like him i like him Effective next batch independent has removed the iron cross from their logo on the trucks. No way. Yeah. Those ones probably still have it on there, but they got rid of it. Wow. Turns out. Yeah, these are these are new. I don't know. I don't see it. Maybe there's no iron cross on there? Oh wait. 
That's right. right under the yeah, kingpin. Yeah, there the front. is, but it's almost yeah. worn, worn away. Patch. Turns out. Slides. Because it's on the it's racist. pivot thing. It's right Wait, there. You froze up. And I think it's there, but it's it's kind of worn out. Yeah. Got it out there. Yeah, they, 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 they pulled it. Um, did you see drugs come through skateboarding? Like hard drugs? Yeah, I mean, I eventually, you know, realized there was a lot of cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> in, like, scenes that I was running in, and I was like, never really for it. I don't know. Never really, never really fucked with it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, definitely weed was always there. A lot of alcohol. Um, you know, like I said, like, sometimes, I, you know, a couple times it's shrooms. But uh, it wasn't until later when, like, you know, really big money came in and people started just, parties you know were happening all the time and it just seemed like a lot of people like to sniff the blow yeah <laughs> did you see what it, it like on a on a level of like just you being part of the scene and not partaking in that though but did you see like the negative that came with that like oh yeah i mean yeah, yeah. like i mean you know because it would be a party be happening it'd be super fun next thing you know everyone's gone. You're like huh you're like why is everyone in the bathroom like yeah. What, what, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't get it. You know what I mean? I didn't like what they were doing, and I, I had no intention of doing it. So it was like, you know, because, and then, you know, and then you'd see people like, you know, 10 minutes later, and they'd just be like talking even more, and they're like drinking even more. And it's like, that doesn't look fun to me. <laughs> Somebody called the guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but I wouldn't say I saw like, like, you're like, so like the 80s and early 90s were like when Gator and Tony Hawk, they had those hills in the mansions, those mansions in the hills like way out. And then, you know, Gator, Gator, his girlfriend and like all that dark stuff of like drugs coming to skateboarding. Then skateboarding died. And then it came into your era, which was what, what year did you move out to SD? 97? 97. 97. Yeah. yeah. So money was coming. So were you like the first crop? Like when you got out there, was that when money was first starting to come back into skateboarding? I think so. Yeah, I mean, right I remember. Yeah, like things like from the, like you know the minute I got out there, it just it, things seemed to like not not to say it was because of me, but things started to like ramp up. I mean, it was like definitely you saw, you know, things people making plans for like the year two thousand and you know the X Games and like you know it, it was definitely growing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I hit it at the right time. You know like to go out there just but i mean when i but when i first got out there i mean i would say like you know chad being a pro was getting paid eight hundred dollars a month mm -hmm. i mean yeah <laughs> far cry from niger houston <laughs> just it's crazy yeah yeah it would be weird like if you were just to push back skateboarding to like were the olympics back then you think everybody would have been down or against it Oh, I think it would have been probably a little more laughed at or like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? It would have been more just clicky. It would have, you know what I mean? You, you'd have your like Olympic click skaters. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> what do you think would be a a late 90s Olympic click skater? This is a fun game. Late 90s? Uh, Q Jeopardy theme. <laughs> Uh, there's no wrong answer. Uh, oh, let's see. I mean, it would have to be like an all-terrain like person, I would think, because like if you imagine the Olympics back then, they would be like kind of how old dude tours were or whatever, like yeah. you know, big weird ramps. So 
uh, I'm trying to think of someone who had like kind of a squeaky clean image, but ripped like Fuck. bigger stuff. I mean, you know, and I don't want to just say Tony Hawk. I want to see someone like that we would have, you know, would have been from that era. So yeah, damn. so I'm drawing a blank. No, no, I don't Maybe know. Maybe an Alomar. <laughs> I was gonna say Omar Hassan. That would be awesome. Because I can see Omar Hassan like I don't know, like Oh yeah, yeah. He was like that all terrain like beast, I think. Uh but honestly, if Menace Skateboards bat was the American Olympic team, I would bat <laughs> Olympic skateboarding. That would be so fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like dude hell yeah like rodney mullen ha- or having to manage them <laughs> he's the team coach <laughs> that would be so sick i'll fucking drop my phone um okay back at it who else would be who else would be an olympic skater in the 90s i can't think i said menace but oh you mean like a whole team no oh yeah okay let's do that which which team would be olympic team from the late 90s world yeah i would say a blind or like yeah. you know i mean casper krieger Corey shepherd i don't know whatever was on the team at the time what year did, um, girl, what year did girl start oh girl yeah of course i mean yeah, yeah they would do it, girl they would totally rip it. okay off the theoreticals let's let's get back and we'll, and we'll start wrapping up soon here but i'm having too much fun <laughs> i know dude it's fun. dude the best part is we're gonna do a follow-up and we'll do this again like I, there's much more to talk about i love this um okay wait so i'm going to this uh do you still have the prince albert oh god no <laughs> that lasted like six months <laughs> like it was so like it just got so gross and cruddy down there that it was just like i don't know it was like and then you'd wake up in the morning and have to like pull the ball thing out the hole and it would just it was just crusty mess it was just like because you know i wasn't showering regularly i mean my yeah. hygiene was Slim the nun and then... yeah, dude. Teenage skate dick is already bad enough. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like you know, I I remember like the materials, like you know, I, if I wore boxers back then, how just uncomfortable they were, and like I don't know, just like just it was gross. I mean, uh, so it lasted six months. I remember like I took it out for like some reason. The next day, I knew it was like. There's no way I'm putting this back in. See ya. Like, did you get a refund on the jewelry? <laughs> <laughs> no, I had it. I've had it though forever. Like it's somewhere in my uh, weirdness. It's, like, in your, it's in that. It's in that box of things from your childhood. Um, yes. That's it for my questions on the notes. But I, I wanted, and I, in the the technical, you know, the, the battery died last time before I got to ask this. What what what's what's life now for Dave Coyne? Like, what what are you doing now? Uh, I'm working, uh, working, working every day. Uh, yeah, just yeah. uh, got it up. good, man. I got it good. Um, just skating, of course. I mean, as much as possible. I live kind of pretty comfy. I mean, I, and I don't really, I don't know. I guess you know because of COVID, like there's not too much going on really. So yeah. I mean, uh, and I don't know. I I, I kind of find like. I guess I enjoy skating like a little bit by myself. So, I mean, going out and just capturing clips here and there, or, like just still being out and filming weird stuff is always fun. But other than that, uh, yeah, I mean, skating, working. Uh, I mean, I used to swim a bit or get in a pool regularly, but now I'm just 
I don't know. I walk on a treadmill at home. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, Hell yeah. Pretty low key, I think. Yeah. Just to, you know, keep awesome. it simple. Well, dude, I mean, thank you so much for doing this day. This was so much fun. And I look forward to the follow up. Um, Real quick before I, why I have you here though, uh, Slizza, we'll, uh, uh, we we talked about that in the first part. Um, where can they find or where can they buy Slizza? Where can they buy one? Well, it's not really like for sale as of yet. I mean, it's just I'm just trying to you know spread the skate rat love. You know, what I mean, yeah. like, I found this. I mean, here I'll show you to like uh, send people like four sheets of it basically. And it's just, you know, put it, someone can get it. I don't care what you do with it, man. Put it, fix the window, put it somewhere like you you want it to, like on a frame or some picture you have. I don't care. But, you know, if you put it on your nose or in your tail or, you know, and then you put the two in the middle and you just squeeze it down and it, I don't know, man, it just makes skating a little more fun. Well, yeah. It keeps, keeps the board a little fresher and like, you know, and maybe it is mental, but, you know what I mean? It kind of gives me a little more oomph to go skate, you know? And so that's what it is, man. It's uh, I, 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 you know, I looked into ideas on what I'm doing with it as far as, but it, it's just so far down the road. Like, I mean, I think because, I mean, it's just, it's just an idea still. Like, you know what I mean, that I'm having fun with and like sharing with like people on Instagram that like, you know, if, if I like their skating, you know, I'd reach out and say, hey, like, you want to try it, please. Uh, and like, I don't know, a couple of people have like hit me up about it, but. I just send it to him. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude, that's awesome. Well, I'm psyched on it, and uh, I'll also I'll. Uh, I'm gonna send you some. Dude, I'm down. I'm I'm so down. I skated yesterday for like three hours in the, the new indoor park here. It was so much fun. Nice, um, dude. They got like a proper eight footer there with one foot of vert on it. Like it is real sick. And they got like a normal five footer, and they got like a micro pipe, uh, and then they got like a whole street area. Like it's pretty sweet. And I've not I've not set foot in an indoor skate park. I mean, other than like a house of vans or whatever, like they used uh -huh. to be down the block here, but you know, it, it's very cliche and I, I haven't skated much just because of being hurt. Um, but like, ah, oh, man, I love the shit. It's so much fun. Like it's, it's, awesome. uh, it's a blast. It's really, it, it hurts right after words. <laughs> like, like, uh, and you see kids skating and you just want to go up to them and be like, use those knees, buddy. Use them while you got them. Like, <laughs> pinching by their cheeks like you don't know how good you have it no but uh dude yeah dude thank you so yeah. much and i'll link your uh, instagram below and i will uh i'll Thanks, do everything man. and i, I want a slizz shirt i'm gonna <laughs> i gotta buy a slizz yeah. shirt yeah slizz, slizz, slizz the streetwear dude i'm gonna put that shit on everything <laughs> dave any last about. words <laughs> any any last words on here before we end this uh well thank you uh thank you to skateboarding uh in general and just uh I don't know. Be kind to each other, you know, like live life to the fullest and I don't know, have fun along the way. Dave Coy, Cheers. ladies and gentlemen, thank you all so much for watching. Really appreciate it. I guess I'll just call it Max White Presents. Max 